years ago, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire... Hey, welcome to another Big Fake Radio Show. Joining me, as always, is my personal attorney, spiritual advisor, Tuffy. Ooh, I did not take down a quote for this movie that we watched. It was a long time ago. and some ups and downs here. Hey, I was wondering what. Well, there is a very famous quote uh, from this film. I, I think the closing line of the movie is pretty famous. Maybe. So hold on, wait. Uh, nope. Uh, I got some yeah. Tammy the T-Rex quotes ready to go, but... Uh, yeah, we didn't watch Tammy and the T-Rex. Tonight, the movie we're watching, uh, Surf Nazis Must Die, is what we're watching this week. Because there was no show last week. Uh, because, I, as you may have picked up on, uh, Kevin Jank is not here. Sadly, uh, Kevin Jank will be taking a hiatus from the show. Um, hope he'll be back soon, hopefully. Uh, but, uh, you know, keep uh, Kevin Jank. I don't want to get into it. But uh, I, I put together a uh, – I did say something on uh, Flea Market Fantasy this week, an explanation for it. It involved a trunk full of dead hookers. But we're not going to talk about that here. Uh, but hopefully Jenk will be back soon. Uh, but until he returns, at least for this evening, although maybe it's an ongoing uh, gig. I don't know. We'll have to talk to him about this. Almost Nick, definitely. <laughs> coming back for this evening, special guest. <laughs> New Kevin Jank, old Larry. It's Larry, everybody. Hello? There he is. It's Larry. Hey, it's Larry. Thanks for coming back, Larry. Filling in for Jank there. Uh, yeah. So this is a permanent, you're, you're back for good now? Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. It's just. <laughs> it's, it's not just that Larry's making it through this entire show. Yeah, yeah, we had to bump up the recording time. Uh, Larry gets sleepy. But uh, how is it like until Jank comes back kind of situation? Or? I don't know. We'll see. Because I'm going to be honest with you today. At one point, um, when, when I was watching Surf Nazis Must Die, I was like, I, <laughs> I just this is why I couldn't do it anymore. That was the you. longest hour and 21 minute movie. Oh. oh, you want to know how it makes it even longer? Is uh, you know, I got that new cable box. Remember, I told you I got that new cable box, and you just yeah. talk into it, you know. And uh, so I just said, hey, surf Nazis must die. It didn't bring it up on Tubi. It brought it up on Pluto TV. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so I was I was working and stuff, so I didn't mind. Uh, but, yeah, that made it even longer on Pluto TV. Oh, fuck Pluto TV, because when I looked this up the other day to where to watch it, and it said Pluto, I was like, oh, no, no, no. I, I will rent this before I would watch it on Pluto. <laughs> but then I noticed it was on Tubi. It's on a lot of – it's on Prime. It's on almost everything also, including yeah. Pluto. You could have pretty much watched it anywhere else. Yeah, I just let it roll in the background, so when there were commercials on, I didn't even care. But, uh, but yeah. There's nothing but commercials on Pluto. Yeah. I, Every, I hear you. Two and a half minutes. It's a commercial break. Yeah, because last week we were going to watch uh, Tammy and the T-Rex. That's what Jank picked. But he couldn't make be on last week's show. So we're like, all right, we'll save that for Jank. And then Tuffy picked uh, Surf Nazis Must Die. We were supposed to do a show last week. But then I had tooth troubles again. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
I didn't have time to watch the movie. And you said, I just fuck it. That's just uh yeah, that whole story about uh, I'm on antibiotics at the moment, so I'm still on oh. antibiotics. But uh, I don't know what's going on. Uh, today, I've been on them for like a week now. Today's like the first day we're like, oh, I think it might actually be healing. I don't know what's going on. I think I, cu- I cut my uh, gum eating a roasted, roasted soybean. Right? That would make and, sense because that's eating fucking rocks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is. I think it that's what gross. it was. And then my gum, like uh, – like I, I guess uh, stuff got in there, you know. I wasn't in it, like uh, started puffing up, you know. So I'm like, uh, all right, what's going on here? And uh, all the descriptions say that's a gum abscess or something. So I'm like, oh, what the hell? So I was trying to go to a dentist last week. My dentist going to take me. So then I had to go to a an urgent care place, and the urgent care place was like, uh, uh, it said, uh, oh, it'll be like a two hour wait. So I'm like, well, fuck that. So I oh. came back home, took a nap, and then uh, I went back to the same urgent care place. And I go up to, and the lady's like, "Oh, we don't take your insurance." I'm like, "Ah, son of a bitch." So she said, <laughs> "So she said, uh, you should go down to North Huntington. Uh, they, there's a place down there that can take it." And I'm like, "I don't feel like driving down there. That's like a half hour away or something." I'm like, uh, "Can uh, how much would it be out of pocket if I just pay?" She said, "$150." So I'm like, "All right, I'm going to go to North Huntington. I'm just going to drive down to North Huntington." So I, so I went to North Huntington, but that, so I go up to the place in North Huntington. And I'm like, all right, here you go. And they're like, oh, we don't take your insurance. And I'm like, what the fuck? She just told me. But she told me. She told me like a different place. I misunderstood her because I went to like the same place as the one in Greensburg because they have one in North Huntington. So I'm like, oh, but but she met a UPMC place in North Huntington, which is like right across the street from the other place. So I just had to drive like two more minutes. So then I get to that place. So it was a big thing. So the whole day I was gone doing all this shit. So when I came home, I didn't feel like watching Surf Nazis Must Die. So uh, yeah, we just smart. bagged the show. But now we're back. We're back this week. And yeah. uh, we, we will be reviewing Surf Nazis Must Die. And then yeah. after that, we will be uh, taking a look back at the, our old buddy Cisco and Ebert. Yeah. I love, I love Cisco and Ebert. So I, do I. I'll be honest with you. Like, I kind of – I based a lot of am I going to go to the movies yeah. off of what they said. I think everybody yeah. did. And uh, so we'll take a look back at their career a little bit, and uh, I'll talk about some of the things I've been watching on YouTube about them. And uh, I have some – I was trying to find a database of, like, their reviews so I could quiz you guys on what you think would be – what movies they gave thumbs up or thumbs down to. But there really isn't such a database. But I did find a a documented uh, history of all the reviews they gave in 1981-82. Oh, okay. So I could test you on 1981-82 movies. Tootsie. <laughs> uh, possibly, yeah. I think that was either 82, 83, right? Something like that. Somewhere in there. I never saw it. Um, or I also have their list of their uh, favorite movies of the year and their ten top ten lists and shit. We can go through those and look at those or whatever. Right. So it'll be a grand time celebrating Cisco and Ebert. No awesome. other podcast is doing this. I am no. glad I am staying uh, awake. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get into all that, our uh, fantasy football season ended. Yeah. When was that? I guess two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah wasn't it Christmas time? Something like that. And I was in the championship game against the OT fan. Yep. And that did not it did not go so well. Cham choked. Cham <laughs> always chokes, man. <laughs> so, Cham chokes. As part always. of the deal. I said if DOT fan won, we'd bring him on the show so he could talk about it. So uh, we got to call DOT fan now. Let's see if we can add him. 
if uh, he goes on Skype any better than uh, the Ed. Because it took the Ed. Uh, we are having issues adding the Ed to Skype. Hello? Last time, yeah. DOT fan? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, there Holy he is, hell. DOT fan. That was quick. Yeah, that was quick. We're getting the hang of the Skype stuff. Number one nine? Who else is on the line? Yes, this is number one nine. And uh, also, Tuffy is on the line. Say hello, Tuffy. Hello. Yeah, there's Tuffy. Hi, Tuffy. Uh, Jank is not here this evening, but Larry is here. What's oh, up, DOT fan? Hey, what's going on? I was just thinking about it. You know, I think this is the second time I won the fantasy uh, league, and I think the first time didn't. Did you send me the trophy, or was it one nine? Because I remember you sent me, Larry, you sent me some. Funkos and some other stuff, but I can't remember if you sent yeah. me that trophy or not. That was Larry. That was Larry. Yeah, that was oh, okay. Yeah. Larry that was used to do. Yeah, that was a different league. L- Larry did a whole thing where he would send you a box of stuff. I'm cheap. Yeah. I don't do that. So, yeah, you uh, said. Well, you sent me a box of of one thing. You sent me that uh, WWE championship belt. Thank you very much. Yeah, it, and I believe it's the uh, what did I send you? The Universal title, right? Is it the blue one? I. Uh, hold on. Let me go look at it. Hold on a second. <laughs> well, it was, I, I put it on my black. mantle. I put it on my mantle. <laughs> well, that's nice that it's on your mantle. Because <laughs> I just had my kitchen redone, so I'm redecorating. Wow, look at you. Rede- I got to yeah. get into more about DOT fan. I want to know what uh, like a DOT fan's life is like. Because you're you're a fascinating well, character to me, DOT. Fan. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I uh, I. Uh, I don't think we've spoken in, in quite a while. I think maybe the last time I was on the show was when, when I won the last league, wasn't it? Or was it some other time? Uh, I, I know you came on one time and played Jeopardy with us. Oh, uh, that's right. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sorry about that. I, I messed up the game for everybody. <laughs> yeah, DOT, <laughs> fan, <laughs> DOT fan thought Jeopardy was played like uh, you were uh, well, You're asking for hints I just wanted a second or... chance. Yeah, yeah. It was I, I wanted a second chance. <laughs> You got me the it's called it says Universal Championship Belt. Is that the one you were thinking of, or were you thinking of something yeah. else? Yeah, the Universal one. It's blue. It's pretty fancy. Yeah, yeah that's nice. right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, it, it showed up. I didn't. I, it was so funny. I didn't even. Know, I forgot that you were sending me something. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know it was coming from Amazon. So I thought it was going to be like like with your with uh, return address on it or something because like that was how Larry did it and. Uh, so this Amazon package comes and I open it up and I was expecting something. So I thought they had fucked up and like set me up <laughs> on mistake. <laughs> hey, Larry, were you still doing the show when Amazon fucked up and they sent me a desk by mistake? Are you still on the show? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, I ordered a box of vegetable chips. All right. Like, and, and instead, <laughs> Amazon sent me a giant well, L-shaped desk, and uh, well, so I just kept the desk. So I'm looking. Number one nine. I actually, I have, I have a similar thing happen to me. I actually ordered the desk, and oh, they, sent, they sent you vegetable they sent, chips. No, oh. <laughs> no, they sent me, uh, they sent me some good bean. No, uh, actually, what they did was they sent me some, uh, the, just the tabletop, with no legs oh. or anything. Oh yeah, well, and and they they had the hardware in there and stuff, and so I was I was trying to match it all up, and it wouldn't match up, and it was really expensive desk. It was like seven feet long, because I got oh, a lot of hell. papers and stuff. What the and, hell is uh, fan doing with a seven foot long <laughs> desk? It's like Game of Thrones over yeah. at DOT fan's house or something. What the fuck's going on over there? Well, because it was like so one of the papers. only ones I could get. <laughs> yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of disorganized, but. uh Anyway, it was it was one of the only ones I could get because it was it was like 2020 or 2021, and they didn't have much online for sale because everybody was buying them because they working at home. 
So I, I got, yeah, I got this and, uh, and they, luckily they gave me my money back, but now I, I it's just sitting there cause it's too heavy for me to move by myself. So yeah, I gotta, that's what like thing like, <laughs> like for me to like take that desk back, I'd have to take it uh, to some, some place down in like, uh, I don't know. I have to drive like 20, 30 minutes and then take it back myself to some shipping place. I'm like, fuck that. I'm just keeping the goddamn. Well, again, why put those miles on oh. your car, right? Exactly. No, yeah. that's not how that works. What? Like, if well, you want to return that desk, uh, like, uh, UPS will come right to your house and pick up the box, and they'll bring the no. label. Yeah. They, well, I, I looked into it. They said no. I had to take it to some place. It's actually, like, contact I, them and everything. And I've like, no, never to had to take a return anywhere. UPS, they'll come to, they'll knock at the fucking yeah. door for the box. Well, you have to schedule it, though. You have to go online and schedule it, don't you? Yeah. You just, well, you just... It'll say, uh, have UPS pick it up, and then they usually come the next business day. Yeah, and I just, I did, I just did that with something for the mailman. I just left my thing out. But the other thing is, I've been getting some packages stolen. So that was yeah, the other. I don't know. That's the other thing. I I had a couple packages from Amazon oh. get stolen over the holidays. Oh well, DOT fan, I forgot to tell you. Yes, I did send a lot of prizes, uh, but I guess <laughs> the other ones. Oh 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 okay. I was going to send you some Funkos as well, uh, at least the one Funko. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, he doesn't have like a, a – the only Patrick Mahomes Funko is like coming out next month or something. It's like $40 or something. I'm like, fuck that shit. Oh, so I'm like, I bet because for the Super Bowl. I bet because they're waiting for after the Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't know, something like that. And then I was like, well, who else can I get a Funko of on your team? Your team stinks. They don't make Jared no, McKinnon Funkos. You know, I can't get a <laughs> Jared <laughs> McKinnon Funko. No, just wait. Just wait till next month. They will. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but TOT fan, before we get into all that ugliness about the, the football, what what is an average day like for DOT? Like, what what do you do exactly? Well, I work at home. Doing what? <laughs> Just, you know, stuff. well, I used to. I See, I don't like I this. Is, to... This seems fishy right away. Right away, this seems fishy. <laughs> it seems like he's running some sort of a numbers racket or he's uh, – He's cooking meth in his basement. Why Why the hesitation about what you're doing at home? Just say what you're doing. What do you do for a living? Well, I just work for myself. What, so again, this seems weird, right, Larry? Like, what is going on I don't here? know. I know one thing he does. I think he just uh, – I think he goes around on – and looks at websites to see what kind of contests they're having, and then he enters them. I think he's like, you know, in real genius, that guy that lives or, in the closet, Laszlo, that's, that's or, him. Or he's like Adam Sandler in that uh, Punch Drunk Love with all those rebates and shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Is that what we're talking about here? Yeah, something Adam like that. I, I don't like the fact that you're so secretive about what you're doing. I think uh, we've, we've stumbled upon a conspiracy right here on this live on the air. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where's it's... the lightning sound? Where's the lightning sound effect? Yeah, we don't have sound effects anymore. <laughs> we can't oh, do it on the show. But uh, <laughs> all right, dear team, we'll keep it secret, I guess. Uh, you know, whatever. No yeah, because I think that I was going to say I I don't think I maybe I did mention this, but in the well, no, I don't think I did because last time I was on the show, I was living uh, somewhere else. But uh, since then, I actually moved because my brother passed away and he left me oh. a house and stuff. Well, my, my condolences so, about your your brother there. I had no idea. Yeah, thank you. That's very sad. But, uh, yeah, he left me his house and stuff, so I, I've just been, like, mainly that's the, what I've been working on is, like, getting it up to the way I want it and everything like that because he, he had oh, some man. modeling stuff that he was doing. So we did, that's terrible. Well, I got this that. is a terribly tragic story. I, I'm sorry to hear this. 
Oh, that's okay. Like, I mean, he, he, he had plans and stuff for his house and everything, but he couldn't really do all of them, uh, before he passed away and everything. So, so I, I stepped in and, and got, actually I got a good deal speaking of deals and stuff. I talked to, I found in his papers, I found a quote that he had gotten for some carpeting and stuff. So I called the place and said, will you still honor this quote? And they said, we'll go even better. We'll not only, well, they said, well, let's look into it. We'll look into it and see if we still stock it or whatever. And they said, yeah, we still stock it. And uh, it's actually less now than it was when he got the quote. So we'll give it to you for the lower price. So I got a great deal. Nice. Oh, look at the, look at the OT, T fan making deals and uh, bringing a fan. house and stuff. You live yeah. in Iowa? Kansas. Oh. Yeah, I live in Kansas now. Oh, you lived in Iowa? Yeah, I did. Okay, okay. This DOT fan's living a life. He's moving all me, over the well, country. He has this. a house. What's in Iowa? Like, what, what, what goes Corn. on there? Corn. Huh? Well, not me anymore. Yeah, but I mean, there's no sports there. There's. Like, well, yeah, they have like a they have like a G League team. Oh, well, there you go. All right. I guess I college football is big there, right? The Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, yeah, Iowa Hawkeyes and Iowa State Cyclones and stuff. And they used to have – well, actually, they still do. They have an Arena League uh, football That's right. team in Quad yeah. Cities, I think it is. Yeah. I went to one well, of those games once. That was fun. I think Farb played for them or somebody did. Or maybe yeah, – who was that fun. guy that went to uh, the Rams? Uh, Kurt, Warner. Kurt Warner. Yeah, that's who yeah. it was. Yeah, he played yeah. for them, I think. I think the Barnstormers. Is that what they're called? Right. Yeah, well, they were the Barnstormers. I think they're called something else now, but, yeah, they were the Barnstormers. So you're in Kansas. Like, are, is it Tornado Alley? Are you close to that type of thing? Um, I don't know. I guess. I mean, I've never been through a tornado or anything so far, luckily, but I guess I'll figure it out this spring, maybe, what it is. Okay. Just put on that championship belt, and the tornado will go the other way. Yeah. Actually, guys, I was going to tell you guys, did I ever tell you guys, I went to Pittsburgh. I drove, like, right by Greensburg and all over there. Really? Yeah. Wait, wait, what? You grew up here? No, he No, I drove... said I went there. I drove by, oh, like, Gre- drove by. well, not by Greensburg, but, like, the sign that said Greensburg. Well, oh, so you drove by the exit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What right. God's name would bring you near Greensburg? Don't yeah. ever come to Greensburg. We gonna... got like turned around. But what, what were you what were you doing in this neck of the woods though, Western? Oh, uh, we went to like Hard Rock Cafe. We were just doing like sightseeing and stuff. My family went like a little vacation. Oh, all right. Wow. No question. Yep. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Don't really want to go to Western PA for your vacation, but all right. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, long as you're happy. Long as you're happy. No, oh, well, I, Pittsburgh was fun. We went to, we went over by like Three River Stadium and stuff like that. Oh, okay. We were we went to. Oh, so this uh, actually, was a long time ago. Yeah, a well, a couple of years ago, like during the pandemic and stuff. Oh well, Three River Stadium before. doesn't exist. You know. Yeah, that's been gone a long time. That's been gone. Well, what is it called now? Uh, well, AccuShore Stadium now, but it's like a completely different thing. Like Three Rivers oh. was located. Well, it's a similar spot, right? Because, I thought it was on the same place. Uh, no, it's not on the exact same spot, right, Larry? It was... I, don't, I don't think it is. Yeah, because that would have been a hell of a cleanup job and construction all at the same time. Yeah. It had to be someone else. I thought it was um, called Heinz Stadium now. It was. Then this year they changed it to Acroshore Stadium. Oh, uh, they changed it to Acroshore? 
Ac- not Aki score like Zach uh, Aki score Aki Shore. <laughs> I guess it's like an insurance place or something. Oh, that is that strange. what it is. Is that what it is? Know. I don't yeah, know. I think that's what it is. No, no one knows. Why? <laughs> <laughs> but they got paid a lot of money, so they took them. It's an insurance company, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Well, yeah. Anyway, what I've been uh, lately, well, actually, I had to uh, move out of this place for a little bit because they were working on my kitchen and stuff, but. They got that all done. They had to do like new wood floor and new countertops and all kinds of stuff. Hmm. Uh, it's Dot fan. Eh? Whatever you're doing, running that illegal operation out of your yeah, <laughs> it, it's clearly paying well. Yeah, whatever. You know? <laughs> so congratulations on all your success because it seems yeah. to be working out. Now, Dot uh, <laughs> fan, you're obvious. You're not a married fella, right? Uh uh-uh. uh Yeah. All right. Hmm. No kids anywhere. Nothing like that? Nope. Not that I know of. <laughs> That's always good. Uh, all right. Well, and how do you like to spend your days there when you're not running illegal drugs out of the basement? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just like I like cooking. I like road trips, cooking. all kinds of stuff. What kind of stuff? Yeah, do you I like love to cook? cook. Huh? Like what kind of stuff? Vegan meals, a lot of gluten-free recipes, that kind of stuff? No, actually, I was going to tell you, have you ever heard of this stuff called or this company called Bob's Red Mill? I have, yes. Bob's Red Mill. Have you uh, had their – they make these awesome, like, granola bars – or not granola bars, but, like, oat bars. Have you ever had them? Uh, No, I have not, because usually oats have gluten in them. Uh, There are some that don't, but uh, I guess – Oh. Oh, are you, like, gluten-free, too? Yeah, they, unless it's, like, dirt, I can't eat it. That's just a lot of – So you eat dirt? <laughs> no, no, no. It's, uh, Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Gluten-free, wheat-free, dairy-free, yeast-free, sugar-free. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you still eating the brown rice pasta? Uh, not as much as I used to. Uh, maybe I used to eat it every day. Um, oh. I've, like, uh, basically, uh, maybe two or three times a week now. I've yeah, because actually, you know what I was going to say? They have this awesome uh, – I got this gift certificate for this company called Eden Foods Online, and they yep. have, like, gluten-free stuff and, like, yep. it's like a health food type, organic type. Uh, yep, online I'm, food store and stuff. Yeah, I'm aware so, of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just I ordered some like uh, some different pastas and stuff, and I have one uh, pasta. It's from a type of grain called spelt. Have you ever heard of that? S P E L T. I have heard. Have you had that before? I haven't tried it. I don't know if it's any good. I don't. I usually eat it. No, but I I am aware of it. Yeah, it's been around a long time. Every time you've had it, I don't think I've ever had it actually. Because again, I don't know if it's gluten free. It's one of them deals. Yeah, I don't know. I know it's organic. That's what it says on the box. But yeah, I make like uh, I make like pasta, and I make like uh, I do a lot of like crockpot stuff. I just like do pasta and uh, cheese and uh, pasta sauce, like, and I throw it all together. And then I make like mustard. You make Uh, your own mustard. Yeah. Do you take your shirt off when you cook? (laughs) No, should I? I don't know. I hope not. <laughs> but, uh, why do you make your own mustard? You just don't like... Because uh, it's fun. It? It's and fun. you can control how hot it is. Oh, you have so a hairy like... chest? <laughs> I don't know why. Forgive Larry what? for asking. You have a hairy chest. <laughs> I think this is going down a road I don't want to go down. Well, I'm just well, saying, if you're making mustard and you don't have your shirt on, you might well, want to get a hairnet on that. Well, well he doesn't say he didn't say he. Had, I mean, he wears his shirt, right? Do you wear? Of course, and an apron. 
I, I think I think Larry's picturing uh, Kramer and uh, Newman making sausages. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> remember that That's they're making them sausages. Yeah. Oh, I never saw that one. I don't mm. really watch Seinfeld too much. Uh, but so uh, do you prefer like the dark, spicy mustard? You should make some mustard for our buddy, the Dave. You know, because he's a doctor. Of well, mustard. he likes spicy stuff. I don't really like spicy stuff too much. I like like honey mustard and that kind of thing. Yeah. I like the sweeter stuff. Oh, all right. Do you make yeah. any other condiments that can be readily purchased at a store? Uh, I don't know. I could make ketchup. I haven't tried that. I could, though. <laughs> I made barbecue sauce. Hey, there you go. Barbecue sauce is always good, yeah. Yeah. This is fascinating. Uh, oh, and uh, I make, like, muffins and, like, banana bread and all kinds of things like that. What I had no you- idea. I had no idea. Larry, if someone said, hey, do you think DOT fans out there making his own mustard? Would you say, yeah, yeah that's no, I would have no idea that this is true. No, I, I thought he would be – I thought I was going to hear more sports, sports, because you seem to be yeah. hard on the sports on Twitter. A lot of sports Yeah, stuff. I like I, – I do watch sports. I listen – I've, I've been listening to this show called uh, JR Sport Brief. You ever heard of that show? It's like a late-night nope. talk show. Uh-uh. <laughs> It's pretty cool. It's like, he's on Twitter too. He like uh, he's not like one of these hot take guys, but he like says what he thinks, and he's not he doesn't just do it up for ratings or whatever. Okay. And he actually lets the callers talk. He doesn't like interrupt them like that asshole Skip Bayless. But I hate I hate talk shows with bringing callers because the callers are always the worst. Ah right? <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, I don't know. Like Larry, uh, when I go shoot hockey, I haven't in a couple months now, but. Um, uh, I would put on the radio there, you know, listen to the sports talk, the fan. Yeah. You know, and whenever they get a caller on, I'm always like very uh, saddened and alarmed at the state mm-hmm. of Western Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, well, it's just Twitter verbalized. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like these people are at, among us. They're moving yes. around. Them. It's just, I don't know. Do you guys have a lot of like mad Steelers fans there? Yes, every every Steelers fan's mad about something. But, yeah. Uh, hey, Larry, how about that Kenny Pickett? Do you like the Kenny Pickett? I do like, like the Kenny Pickett. Yeah, I like the Kenny Pickett. He doesn't rape anybody. <laughs> so that's, that's a plus. Oh, speaking yeah. of football, did I? I didn't tell you guys, but I don't know if you know this, Mike Dell. Didn't you? Did you? Did you win a league? This is not meant like as an insult. <laughs> but serious question. It sure sounds did like it. Ever, have, sure sounds like. Have it. you ever won a, a, a fantasy football league? Yes, I've won two of them actually. I've won two. Oh, okay. Uh, well, anyway, uh, the reason I ask is when you <laughs> won yours, did, did Yahoo ever like invite you to a special like super deluxe uh, invite only uh, fantasy pick'em? Uh, I can't remember actually. I think so, right? For the playoffs, I was going to say I got this email from Yahoo about it, and I never heard of it before. So I wondered if, if it was a new thing or if it that had sounds been going familiar. On that sounds familiar because I, I won the I won the LCS Radio League that like uh, maybe the second year we did it or some 2017 ish around there, and uh, that sounds familiar. So. Yeah, they have they they like give you a budget of I think a hundred bucks or seventy five bucks, and then you have to like spend it on each different position. Yeah. yeah for, yeah, for like the playoff games, right? Like each round, and then you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think you—I don't know what you win at the end. Did you win? Did you like go forward in the game and win anything? Uh, I clearly didn't win because the have remembered it. So, but I, I do remember doing that. But I, I think I maybe went around or two. But I mean, don't when you win, do you have to win like the whole thing to get any money, or do they mail you out a check each round? 
I was going to say you're not going to win any money, so don't worry about it. But this son of a bitch is pretty lucky. He might actually. Yeah, he wins shit. Well, I, I, I did the gambling picks on the Edge games. And I won like two of them, and he got so mad. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you probably only get something at the very end. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Uh, so, uh, but DOT fan, what else? Ed, do you have a, do you like watch TV and stuff? Yeah, I watch a lot of like YouTube and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah. I've been, actually, I've been watching like Who's Line. Do you ever watch that show? Wait, what, what is it? Who's Line is it anyway? It's an improv oh. show? No, I fucking hate that show. Why? <laughs> it's just stupid. I hate improv comedy. It's you hate fun. I mean, let's be realistic. There's not a lot of improving going on on that show, though. Like they, they whip them songs up pretty quick, right on the spot. They're very good. I don't know. I think the they've just been doing it so long. They know what each other's going to say. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's not. They're not really improving anything. I, I just hate the, all the, that stuff. The stuff. dumbest thing about it, the only thing I don't like about it, is they force in like different uh, actors from different CW shows on like every fucking episode. And they they aren't very good. Oh, like this is yeah, new. Like, tonight they'll have they have like Padma Lakshmi on one of them tonight. Hey, Padma. I don't know how I know who she is, but I know who uh, she is somehow. Top Chef, Top Chef. Oh, that's right. Padma Lakshmi, Padma. Oh, pa- oh, yeah, Padma, lady. like the Star yeah, Wars character. Yeah, she's foxy. She's real tall and everything. Yeah, I'm not. A Larry fan. doesn't like the tall ladies. Nah. Oh. Hey, uh, Larry, have you seen, uh, the other thing I was going to say, I just watched Clerks 3 the other night. Have you guys seen that or not? I have not. Is it awesome? Wait, it's, wait, it's wait, 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 wait. Larry, you haven't seen what? Clerks 3? Uh, no, I, I just don't want to spend hey. any money for well, it. Well, Jank watched it. Jank watched yeah. it. He, re- he reviewed it on the show, and I can save you some money. It sounds terrible. Well, <laughs> do you remember when that was? Because I, I skipped ahead on that because I didn't want to spo- get spoiled. And I don't remember when that was. Wasn't it like a month or a couple weeks ago? Oh, it was longer than that. I, I have no concept of time. But uh, it was huh. – Tuffy, you still with us? I think Tuffy. Yeah, Tuffy I'm, was – Oh, Tuffy He's was eating. Oh, hey, Tuffy. Yeah, he was eating an egg salad sandwich. Tuna salad. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Tuna salad tuna sandwich. <laughs> oh, nice. I love tuna. But, uh, yeah. Tuffy, do you remember when we did Clark's 3? Years ago. It could have been two weeks ago. I would <laughs> exactly. not know the difference. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> Yeah, because I, I, Larry, you better save your money unless you like really depressing movies because it is yeah. kind of depressing. Yeah, I don't want to watch it. it. The so gags in it are not very good, and Jay News isn't even in it for like more than about 15 minutes. Really? Yeah, and neither is Rosario Dawson. She gets like 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, Jack explained this to us, and the, 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 the whole concept of the film is just dumb. Yeah, I, get, I mean, do you want? Do you mind if I spoil it, Larry? I don't care. I don't want to spoil it for Tuffy if he wants to watch it, though. No, Tuffy was here when we spoiled it earlier months ago. Right? Oh, okay. Well, anyway, yeah, the, yeah. the well, whole thing is a downer. Like they bring they bring back uh, Elias from the second one, and yeah, he's, he's like a religious guy all the time, all of a sudden, and then uh, Randall has a heart attack. So then Elias, like, and this is just after Elias says God should smite him for, like, talking bad about Lord of the Rings or something. And so Randall has a heart attack, and they're in the hospital. And uh, Elias is like, this is all my fault, so I don't believe in God anymore. So then he turns into Satanist, and he spends the rest of the movie looking like Robert Smith from The Cure, <laughs> like all made up and shit. And then his buddy is, like, a silent Bob type. Like, he doesn't say anything. Okay. Which was weird. 
And I don't know. It just, it's really bad. And then Rosario Dawson is dead. Like she died in some drunk driving accident where a drunk driver hit her as she was yes. pregnant with Dante's kid. <laughs> what? Yes. Yeah, and right in the beginning of the movie. Like That's what happens at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. They have like a flashback <laughs> in the hospital where Dante is waiting for Randall and he like flashes back to when he was at the hospital when she, when she got wheeled in after the car crash and everything. It's so and terrible. It's just a real. And then at the end, Dante dies of a heart attack. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah and Amy Sedaris watch- is Amy Sedaris is in it as like a witch, like dressed up as a witch as his, as Randall's doctor, and saying like she just came from a costume party, even though it's not like Halloween or anything. Right. So and it's just it's very it's very dumb. It sounded awful. Like all right, I'm not. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't watch it. Just so that's why. Just pretend it never happened. Yeah, don't bother. All right. Don't bother. But I did hear, I did, I was, when I looked for other reviews and I saw Kevin Smith had like a different idea for it where he was going to have Randall have an existential crisis and like open up uh, like uh, the Majestic type movie theater and everything like that. And I thought that might have been a better story, but it's like, Couldn't have been worse. it's really bad. It's really dumb. And the other thing about it is it goes into where Randall does have an existential crisis. Then he decides to film like a day in the life of his life as a clerk. So he's like writing himself as like the main character. And it's basically turns into how they filmed clerks originally. Right. Like his big meta thing. And it's it's terrible. Yeah. Remember Norm MacDonald's always like, hey, it's it's meta. All right, let's talk. Uh, let's talk about the football, the uh, DOT, and that's why you're here. Sure, you did win, and, and frankly, I, I blame Larry for this because uh, we threw this league together very quickly, you know. And uh, we were we were like brainstorming about who we could get, and Larry said, "Hey, get DOT fan." And oh, that's so my I, fault. Right? Yeah, I blame yeah. you because if we didn't invite DOT fan to the league, I'd be champion right now. Mm. <laughs> so I blame Larry. Well, if what's his name, uh, Jonathan Taylor, could play a fucking game once in a while, maybe I would have won a league. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll get, we'll get into all that. Uh, so the championship game, a DOT fan, uh, I, my team had 79 points in the championship game. That is mm. the lowest point total I've like, ever had. Justin Jefferson had one catch for 15 yards in the championship game. So wasn't good. Oh, my God. And I didn't have Tony Pollard or DeAndre Hopkins. They were out with injuries. So it wasn't looking good for Cham. But uh, at the end, a DOT fans team went for 128. So I probably wasn't going to win no matter what. So congratulations, DOT fans. Let's look oh, at uh, the overall <laughs> season standings. DOT fan just snuck into the playoffs. He was 7-7. Seven and seven. And he actually messaged me, Larry, uh, on the weekend that he snuck in. He goes, did I make the playoffs? He, doesn't, he, he didn't even fucking know. <laughs> he didn't even <laughs> well, he, I wasn't he, sure because he I only was, got I in. I was... He he was tied with uh, Street Dreamer, but Street yeah. Dreamer, but Dot Fan had more points than Street Dreamer, so he got in on the tiebreaker because Street mm-hmm. Dreamer's team tanked after Lamar Jackson went out with injury, so he lost a bunch okay. of games at the end, and then Dot Fan barely snuck in. Uh, Tom Buck two one had the best record in the league. I was one back, but I had the most points in the league. Dot Fan sneaks in right at the wire, and then he goes on and wins the championship. So. That's why teams called future champs. Yeah. Uh, Larry, how'd your team finish? How'd you guys do? 
pretty good. I think we were like 14 and 3. We just, uh, at the end, we were just like, we're not even going to bother winning this time. Let somebody else have it. Uh, you were 8 and 6. And uh, uh, you, you went out in the first round to Cousin Brandon. Cousin Brandon. Yeah. That had to sting. Losing well, to I, my, I, had, I think I had a combined like three points from my yes. running back. <laughs> That's exactly right. So. That was pretty good. And yeah. Your running backs. Fucking Jonathan uh, Taylor. Uh, the Ed finished dead last, of course, two and 12. Mm-hmm. And, no, <laughs> Lance, our buddy Lance was next at six and eight. Or no, uh, well, d- depending on the, because uh, they do this constellation brackets and shit. Yeah. So actually the Ryan was next at five and nine. Um, but uh, so the Ed two and 12, the only two people, he got two wins. He beat Sean Leahy both times. <laughs> <laughs> But Larry did beat Cham uh, both times we played. That's true. So I had a su- successful season. That's we pretty much Larry's Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. Basically, all I care about, I, you know, I IG has won, I can't even tell you, dozens of championships. Yeah, you've won a lot. I've only won two. I've been, I've also been in the finals, I think, four other times, and I've lost the finals. Yeah. That, that hurts. Getting to the I'm finals. just... We're at the point where it's I I just don't want it to be Cham. I don't <laughs> care if we win. I just don't want you to win. That's the whole point of the well, well. When we have, thing, yeah, go ahead, DOT. The other thing about my win, if you don't mind me saying so, I did it oh. without even trading with anybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, then he tried to trade me for Travis Kelsey. He offered me some bum, and he's like, "Hey, how about for Travis Kelsey for this?" And he's like, "Oh, why didn't you take that deal? Come on, what are you doing?" Yeah. That's why no one trades with you, DOT fan, because you make all – and no no one wanted any of the bums on your team. Yeah. Uh, you you got, oh, you have all the bums that, like Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, well, you, no one's – You, you weren't offering him. Yeah. You're offering all the I could have. Nobody asked me for him. Uh, you got – you picked up TJ Hawkinson, though, at some point, right? Or Yeah, it, yeah. That, that yeah, was I, That's the other thing that is I, I picked up – like, my team was half waiver wire and half, like, picks that I picked originally in the draft. Yeah. Because at one time I had, I was going to say at one time I had Brandon Cooks, and I think you picked him up, Dale, after I dropped him. Uh, I just picked him up uh, the last week because I knew I had injuries and I was debating who to start. But I, I decided to go with Michael Pittman because I drafted him. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to go with Michael Pittman in the championship game, even though the Colts stink. And he, he responded. He did catch a touchdown for me. So that, he came through like a champ. But um, That's true. Yeah, I just took Cooks as a insurance because I had a bunch of injuries. But uh, let's look at the draft because uh, – well, let, let me just read DOT fans' roster here real quick. He had Patrick Mahomes, a quarterback, obviously best quarterback in the league, and uh, he got him late. Um, so, like, not rel- you got him like third, fourth round, right? We'll look at yeah, that. something like that. I didn't make first pick. I don't remember who was my first pick. Are we going to analyze the fantasy football draft? Well, yeah, a little bit because I want to. I want to see what lessons we learned from this season because we haven't done fantasy in a while. Uh, he also had Devontae Adams, Jerry Judy as his wide receivers. De- Devontae had a great season. He had a huge yep. game in the championship game for you. Uh, Jarek McKinnon is your MVP because he came out of nowhere to, like, really. <laughs> well, yeah, because the Chiefs had all those injuries. Yeah. He got you, tw- like, a uh, shit ton in the championship game. You had James Conner. He came back from injury, and he was good down the stretch for you. TJ right. Hawkinson got traded from the Lions uh, to the Vikings, and he got real good for you. Joe Mixon. Eh, all right here. Uh, Zay Jones, Paris Campbell, Chuba Hubbard, Jalen Warren, Isaiah Rod- Hodg- Hodgins from the uh, Giant. Never heard of that guy. 
Uh, Robbie Gould was your kicker. Tampa Bay, your defense. That does not sound like a championship team. Well, I picked up Isaiah Hutchins, and then after I picked him up from the waivers, like the the second week of the playoffs or whatever it was, he had this breakout game and scored like 30 points. And I didn't, I hadn't started him, but it didn't matter. So that was kind of a good thing. And then the next, the rest of the time, he like just fizzled out. So I want to look back at the draft though, because Larry, you had first pick in the draft. Yeah. Uh, tell the kids who you went with. I took that Jonathan Taylor. Every goddamn fucking expert. Every expert. Was- yeah. Every yes. expert was saying Jonathan. That's what I want to get to because I think because Larry, we hadn't done fantasy football in a few years, so I kind of forgot some stuff, you know. Yeah. And uh, I the the lesson I learned again, relearned throughout the season is don't listen to experts. They're fucking no. Stupid. They don't no. know anything what they're fucking uh-uh. talking about. Yeah. Go with your gut. Uh, don't listen to experts. Uh, you know, I'm at the point now where it's almost like getting the best wide receivers first. Yes, that's what I've right. always done. I never did that before. My team always does really good in the regular season. I usually finish real high and make the playoffs, but then I lose in the, in the chance. So I don't know. There's no right way to do it, I guess. But I've always built around wide receivers because they get hurt less often. You know? Right. So. And plus, there's always guys that just come out of nowhere in a running back role where you can get yeah. decent points. Yeah, rookie running backs tend to do really well. Rookie wide receivers, they don't usually do that great in the first season. No, not so much. You can usually fill in the holes at running back. So uh, second overall, uh, Tom Buck two took Christian McCaffrey. That worked out. I took Justin Jefferson third. That worked out great until the championship game. Then mm-hmm. uh, Cooper Cup, Austin Eckler, he was really good. Uh, Delvin Cook, uh, Derek Henry, Jamar Chase, Najee Harris went in the first round. The Lance, that probably wasn't a good pick. Uh, he no, nah, he. I mean, um, it's not a great pick. I mean, <laughs> where he took him, but he he had a better year. He came on at the end. Yeah, Yeah, second half. But by that point, Lance was already out of it. Uh, Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, Debo Samuel. So, uh, DOT fan, you took Devontae Adams in the first round. That's crazy. But those are, that's what you need to do, though, if you want a good wide receiver. Like, he's, he was my first first pick, wasn't he? Yeah. Did he go to the Raiders? Yeah. Yep. But he still had a, still had a shit ton of points. Yeah, Um, he was like the best player on that shitty team. Uh, DOT fan in the second round, you picked uh, Joe Mixon, and yep. then James Conner in the third round. So, wow, Patrick Mahomes was on the board until the fourth round. Well, Why he wasn't people... ranked as high as he ended up being. But that's crazy. Why wasn't anyone drafting? I Wait, think probably because they didn't make it to the Super Bowl, or they lost the Super Bowl. Tuffy. Yeah. I stayed up for this. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're done. We're done. But we want to celebrate <laughs> DOT fans' championship. Look back. You know, he saw, he won a championship, you know. Yeah. Thanks a lot. It. Yep. It was good talking to you, Larry. What's new with you? Are you still doing the plumbing warehouse stuff? Uh, No, n- nothing with plumbing. But, yeah, I work yeah. in a warehouse. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you worked in, like, a plumbing <laughs> supply warehouse or something. No. no. That's a nice no, story, I work- though. I like that. Yeah. Or, sure, yeah. That's fine. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Makes yourself cool. tough. Hey, DOT fan, what are you, what are you doing these days? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm intrigued by this now. I gotta yeah, I hear you. <laughs> well, DOT fan, congratulations uh, on winning the league. And uh, Thanks. What movie did you guys watch tonight? Or did you guys not watch a movie? 
Yeah, we watched a movie called Surf Nazis Must Die, and it's terrible. Oh, nice. And we have to go. I heard of that down. one. Don't, well, maybe you can watch Clerks 3 if you want to watch another crap. No, no, we're not watching that. No. <laughs> but, uh, well, thank you, DOT fan. We appreciate it. Congratulations. Wear that belt with pride. And, uh, yeah, I hopefully, will. Hopefully, we'll do the league again next year. We'll see. Right, Larry? Yeah, awesome. Looking, looking yeah. forward to it. All right. Well, take it easy, DOT fan. Thanks, buddy. All right, yep, later. Have a good one. Bye bye. There he goes, DOT fan. That was uh, fascinating. We learned yeah. a lot about DOT fan there. No, we uh, didn't learn anything about <laughs> DOT fan. Well, I felt and terrible I, about his brother. You know, his brother. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah. yeah, I hear you. But uh, I didn't mean you didn't have to kick him off the line or anything, but I just, I really didn't want to break down the fantasy draft. Well, I know, but I wanted to look back at it because I wanted to see uh, when, when we uh, made those mistakes, you know, because uh, you made Jonathan Taylor. I picked Michael Pittman. Mm-hmm. at the end of the second round because he was supposed to have a big year. And then, but then I got Travis Kelsey at the top of the third, so oh, that worked we out were, perfect. Yeah, all right, all right. Here. All right, we're still going. Tuffy, <laughs> I, you, you, didn't win, you didn't win either of your leagues, right, Tuffy? That is correct. I was in one championship game. No, I did win one. Uh, Wait, he doesn't the, even uh, know if he won. What the fuck? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because the, the Bills guy had the heart attack. I was going against um, – Yeah. Couple Bengals players, but that didn't pan out for my opponent so well. That is true. Technically, I still had Cincinnati's kicker in that game. Oh. So we, yeah. <laughs> we we all know like twenty seven field goals, and yes. you were right there. <laughs> he was going to kick ten sixty yarders, and I was yeah. going to win. So I had a point lead going against Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon. So there was a pretty good chance I was not going to win. So did that guy not complain? Like he didn't bitch? Like they, I mean, we don't. No, nah, it's uh, sure did, but I don't check messages on any fantasy stuff. Right, and, but it's like not for money or anything. Or? Nah, it's just uh, amongst family members, cousins, and whatnot. All right, there you go. All right, uh, so uh, Larry, though, did you have fun doing the fantasy again this year? It, it was okay. There was a couple times where, like, I remember being, like, 1230 on Sunday and, like, oh, shit, there's fucking yeah. football games? Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, that happened I to me this year. I, I hated my team when we drafted it. I thought it was the worst draft I ever had, and I hated my team. But then I discovered the joys of tweeting monkey gifts. Yeah. And that was my gimmick. So I'm like, oh, this is great then. So then I just I, I embraced the monkey gif thing and then i loved it after that yeah that was i enjoyed the i enjoyed the the tweets with the monkeys <laughs> i love that picture there's a picture i always tweeted of a monkey riding a bicycle and he's towing a wagon yeah filled with three other monkeys yes <laughs> and i, I, I love that picture i saw that, that many times so <laughs> <laughs> i love that all right but anyway uh moving on uh, let's talk Surf Nazis Must Die, because I know Larry has a lot of notes about this, and he's uh, dying. To well, talk I don't about have it. a lot of notes. I just have notes. <laughs> I have one note in particular. Uh, I did write down three little notes, but the one uh, I starred, girl in pink bikini. Did you oh, see her? yeah. Holy oh. hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then who you're talking about. Right what the, the fuck? Yeah. Uh, I, here's my, here are my other two notes, though. A TV guide weirdo from Seinfeld. That's a note. Did you notice what? that? What? The guy what who sells I, I think it was him. I didn't confirm this. But the guy who oh. was sold the, the lady the gun uh in the store like uh, Yeah. 
That was the guy in the Seinfeld episode, the weird guy who loved Elaine and he made the bouquet of the TV guide. Oh. I'm pretty sure that was him. Okay, I I would have never picked up on that. And then the other note I have, Roger Ebert actually walked out of this film after 30 minutes. Wow. Yeah. He made it 30 minutes. So it ties back into the Siskel and Ebert later. But, so uh, long. The longest hour in 21 <laughs> ever. <laughs> Tuffy, hi, you found this on Tubi and that you just thought it looked interesting, so that's why you picked it? Is that what happened? Uh, yeah, it was in my list of possible picks. And then... Uh, you know, we were in like a call on a late audible there. So I just went with, all right, this is on the list. Let's give it a shot. <clears throat> yeah, it has an intriguing title. You know, Surf Nazis Must Die. It's well, I was yeah. pumped when it opened and I was like, oh, it's a trauma movie. Like, OK, oh. yeah. I like the Toxic See, Avenger and, uh, you know, uh, Class of Nukem High and those kind of movies. See, Larry, you uh, we, yeah, we watched uh, Toxic Avenger on the show a couple months ago. We enjoyed that. And then oh. uh, we, ha- we had Miles Watson on the show recently. And, you know, he used to do special effects and whatnot in Hollywood yeah. and whatnot. And when we mentioned Toxic Avenger, he said he has he hates trauma because he had some run-ins with people that work at trauma or something. Oh. Because so. that Lloyd Kaufman seems pretty awesome to work for. Well, I don't know. Maybe not according to Miles. I don't know. But, yeah, this was a trauma picture. And here's the description of it. Uh, when the son of a gun-wielding woman is murdered by neo-Nazi surf punks, in the post-apocalyptic future, his mama hunts them down for some bloodthirsty revenge. All right, a couple mm-hmm. things there. That sounds like a, yeah. a fun movie, though, right? Yeah. Yes. But uh, but that doesn't really happen until, like, no, I don't no. know, 30, 20 minutes minute. left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, the first 45 minutes of this film, none of that happens. It's just No. And could you tell it was post-apocalyptic? Was there any hint that it was post-apocalyptic? Uh, no. Uh, Cars were kind of run down, I guess, but they could have just been poor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just assumed they were poor. I, I guess the premise is that there's a big earthquake and stuff, and it, it reconfigured yeah. the, the coastal line of California. And mm-hmm. so a bunch of different groups started uh, owning these different beaches. And then a Nazi group of surfers, they want to own all the beaches. They want to take over all the beaches. Yeah. So uh, that's the premise here. I, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> In theory. Yeah, <laughs> this was written uh, by a guy named John Ayer uh, and Peter George, the original story. And then the director is Peter George. And they both went on to do absolutely nothing of importance. So, yeah, that makes sense. the other thing, too, is like you say it was written by two people. Yet there isn't <laughs> eight minutes of dialogue in this movie. <laughs> there is a lot of slow motion surfing um. montages. <laughs> It's like this movie's only an hour and 21, and you spent – there's a lot of slow motion surfing. I like the uh, the main star is a lady – well, one of the main stars. There's a lady named Gail Neely, and she's like the uh, elder whose son gets murdered. She's like okay. uh, basically like Nell Carter. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she looks like Nell Carter, but she smokes cigars, and mm-hmm. uh, she uh, talks tough, and she has guns and shit. So she I like her. No bullshit. I liked her. She was pretty cool. Yeah, she was cool, but there wasn't. She wasn't in it that much. No, no. I thought this whole movie was like they would kill her son in the first five minutes. Yes. And then, the, then the rest of the movie is her hunting down the Nazis and killing them. That's what I thought was going to happen as well. That's not what happens at all. No. There's like a whole big rival surf gangs. 
Like all these yeah. rival surf gangs. And when I say surf gangs, I just mean three guys that dress alike. <laughs> <laughs> and they all have a different part of the beach, I guess, that's theirs. But this one surf Nazi guy uh, Adolf wants all of it for himself. Yeah, Adolf and his girlfriend's named Ava. His girlfriend was pretty foxy. Yeah, yeah she looks like eighties Tannis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's not. A, she's she's no girl in the pink bikini, but she's pretty nice. Now, did we ever see her boobs at all? Because I was working. Uh, and, yeah, and I and I looked was it up. Her? There's Wasn't that her on. that he was banging on the beach? Yeah, he's having sex with her on the beach. Oh, yeah, that's right. But I, I looked up. He was already down, like, kissing her breast. But he was, uh, so I couldn't tell if they actually showed her breast at some point. Dude, her nipples were in his mouth for, like, 20 seconds. Yeah. I was almost like, wow, this is really <laughs> pornographic almost. I'm but see, that's what I mean. Did, did they actually show the uh, exposed breasts at any point? Yeah. Yes. You... Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You see her. He, at one point, it looked like he was almost eating her ass. Right at the beginning, I was like, is he eating her ass? I was like, wow, they're crazy, man. See, I missed that. I, by the time I looked up, he was his head was blocking everything. And I apparently, you can't rewind on Pluto TV. Oh, well, so, to me, you can rewind. Yeah. Yeah, because I tried. No luck. Uh, yeah. But yeah, his girlfriend's Ava. There's a Mengele among yeah. the Nazis, that kind of mm. stuff. Smeg. Yes, Smeg. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to confirm the uh, if that is the TV guy from Seinfeld, but I'm looking. I don't see. I don't even know what his character is fucking called. I thought his character was called Sly. Or something. I have no idea. Anyway, uh, there's no one else famous in this, right? I mean, obviously. There's no one famous. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking Seinfeld TV guy guys kind of famous. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't even think anybody even made like, you know, hey, I was on an episode of Chips once. I don't even think there was that there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to say it's not know. that guy not showing up in his IMDb page. Yeah, it's I guess I was mistaken, and it looks like that guy, but yeah, not that guy. Yeah. Well, that's good. <laughs> Is it good? <laughs> it's something, I guess. It's not that guy, so. Yeah, the guy, all right, I found the guy in Surf Nazis. His name is Kenneth Scherr, S-C-H-E-R-R. Isn't that the Braun Strowman's real last name? Sure. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, around there and uh yeah it doesn't look like he was in anything of uh, i mean this is a trauma movie so all right tuffy uh we already gave the layout there why don't you uh we'll we'll go through this pretty quick but why don't you start us off tuffy yeah uh so they give a little like i think dialogue about how there was an earthquake and everything's going to shit and then uh I don't know. We get Mangala is making like a hook for the guy they call Hook, and um, <laughs> Mama Washington is being dropped off at the nursing home by her son Leroy. Yeah, yeah because I, I think her house burned down, right, Larry? Is that what happened? I think it collapsed in the earthquake or whatever. Oh, oh okay, yeah, yeah, the earthquake. I forgot about that. Yeah. So her son works for like the power company or something. There's still power stations. I think they call one of the beach areas power beach or something yeah there is a power beach that doesn't really play into the movie or why he ends up on the beach when he gets killed or anything but uh 
you know, there's at least some context. And there's, like Larry said, a bunch of slow motion surf shots. A lot. Uh, yeah. So Mama Washington's at the nursing home making trouble, smoking cigars, playing <laughs> yeah, cards. With all the other yeah, old she ladies. says, uh, that, yeah, she's sitting playing cards with the other old ladies and, and she says, I gotta, uh, what did she say to them? I gotta, uh, bring some life to you bitches or something like that. Something yeah. like that. Something yeah. Like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was pretty good. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I think the Nazis have a meeting with all the other gangs, and they talk about how they're all going to control the beach and divide it up, but the Nazis are really trying to take it all over themselves. Yeah. Yeah, there's like an uh, Asian, like, there's like a ninja surf gang, and then there's kind of like a, um, like what you would consider California typical surfer guys, like the neon colors yeah. and the blonde hair. And then there's like that, that surf gang that wears the black muscle shirts with the green zigzags or whatever on them. I don't really know how you would classify them. Probably like Kenny Loggins fans. Yeah, I forget what they call those guys. Uh, fuck. I just watched this last night. But yeah, they had a little name. I can't remember. Yeah. And uh, isn't there, there's another gang. Isn't there one more gang? Like teenage kids that got like face paint and stuff on. And oh, like yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, Tons of swastikas in this movie. If you look yeah. at swastika yeah. or whatever, they're all over the place in this. Yeah. The N-word, they throw that around. Yeah, 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 they weren't scared. Yeah. No, whatever you need. Uh, there's tits. Tits. Yeah, there, there, weren't yeah. A lot of, there weren't a lot of boobs there, right? Because I didn't see any. So oh, there's one point I go... There's, like, a biker gang, and he starts, like, uh, feeling up the waitress, maybe, or something, and pulls her tits out. Yeah, and she really? starts rubbing her. She takes his beard and starts rubbing it all over her tits. What the fuck? Yeah, she. She's supposed she, to be paying the Nazis some money for something, and she tries to steal his money. And then Ava Braun comes in and says, "Hey, you're not taking oh. that money." Oh, okay. Yeah, I do remember that scene. All I right. like. I'm, I like to call him really squirrely Dan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I must have missed the boobs. The only reason we watch these terrible movies is on the hope that you see some boobs. Maybe Pluto I, cuts them for all those commercials. Oh, maybe. You know what? That's a good point. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Watch it on Tubi. They had the titties. <laughs> well, I'm not going back to watch it. I, I, <laughs> Tubi, yeah, they're not. Yeah, it's not worth the watch it again. I mean, I, yeah, they're not. Yeah, there's better, there's better stuff. Yeah, the internet has a lot of boobs. I mean, Christ, right. Oscar made a porn. It was more hardcore <laughs> yeah, than that. She did not the make a porn. The first real in the plot comes about half an hour into the movie. Uh, Smeg, one of the uh, surf Nazis, who's like a the youngest, he's like a teenager, still lives at home with his mom, is trying to get in with the group, and he robs an old lady on the beach, and uh, Leroy stops him, yeah. roughs him up a little bit. Yeah, Leroy is uh, the, the old lady's son. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Adolf just up and kills him, I think. I think the guy with the hook kills him, right? Or yeah, the hook kills him. Somebody kills him. They don't really show that. Like, just show me something at this point. There's been no dialogue. There's been really no reason <laughs> yeah. this movie. At least uh, let me see a, a throat slice. Again, this should happen in the first five minutes. And it doesn't happen mm -hmm. until, yeah. like, it, again, with Pluto, I don't know. But at least 40 minutes into the movie. This was, I, I, I did look. It was, like, around the 30-minute mark where this guy yes. gets killed. It is terrible. Like, because this is the only inciting incident in the whole thing. And it doesn't, yeah, it's awful. All right. Yeah. So uh, they kill him. And then that, that kid, I, I kind of liked when the kid, Smeg, the, you show him at home with his mom. 
and like he's a tough Nazi guy, but you know, at home he's just a kid with his mom. You know, his yeah. mom's bossing him around. That was pretty good. Talking to me uh, and stuff. Yeah. But then he's on the beach and he's talking to a, a, a foxy lady in a one-piece uh, white bathing suit, and then our beloved girl in the pink bikini, and he's yeah. bragging yeah. about how they killed that Leroy guy. You know. And uh, yeah, throwing n words left, right, and center. Oh, but man, that but mama's listening bikini. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mama hears him and she grabs him, throws him into the wall, and uh, she starts roughing him up. Yeah. She's like, I want the info. So then, what, uh, yeah, we also ahead. find out at one point that uh, when uh, that Smeg guy is talking to his mom when he, when they're at home, um, she refers to that Adolf guy as, oh, she goes, oh, is that what snotty Ricky Johnson's up to now? Yeah. So Adolf is just like, <laughs> Ricky Johnson, the kid from the fucking yeah. kid either. That was pretty good. Did you ever see a movie called Brick with the uh, – Gordon Levitt. It's a really good movie, but it's about it's like a, like a Raymond Chandler mystery set in a high school in L.A. But it, a similar thing happens in that where you, all these tough talking characters, and then they show them at home with their parents, and they're like just kids, and it's kind of like similar. Situation. Oh no, I never saw that. Uh huh. Anyway, uh, all right. So I don't know. Are we at the end of the movie yet? It's just yeah. So. The not, the other gangs find out the Nazis are trying to take everything over, and I guess they kind of have a fight at yeah, some point. There was a fight on a beach where uh, Adolf and Ava are on the beach, right? And then, like, the, the samurai surfers come in, like the ninja yeah. guys, and they yeah. start having a fight. And one of the – if it's Mengele or the guy with the hook, he's just hiding in a gar- – he pops out of a garbage can. And just – so he was just well, sitting they- in that garbage can all day. <laughs> so <he can't- laughs> There's another gang like little kids that like all uh, are on skateboards and stuff, and they give the Nazis the heads up that everybody else is gonna, you know, make a run. Oh, okay. So he was all right. Then that makes sense. Yeah. And they knew that they were gonna get ambushed by everybody. And they, they did have a the Nazis. They did have a, a pretty cool van. It was like camouflaged, uh, with, yeah. with a fin on top and like a shark mouth on the front painted on it. That was yeah. Cool. Yeah. It looked cool. I'm looking through the IMDb to see if they mentioned girl in pink bikini. Just to see I'm sure they don't. Uh, <laughs> a trauma movie. That's there, there's someone girlfriend. There's someone in this movie called Sex Puppy. Oh, that's remember? probably her. <laughs> it's a guy's name, actually. Oh, that's good. That's the guy's a punch up. Um, Nazis find out that uh, Mama Washington roughed up Smeg, so then Adolf and Ooh. Ava go. Oh, breaking news! The, I've identified her. They they classify her as Smeg's girl in pink. Her name is Diane Copeland. Uh, she was also in Man Killers, Heaven Can Help, 1989. Uh, huh. Killer Workout. Tuffy, did we watch Killer Workout? Or, or no, Death Spa. No, no wow. we watched Death Spa, but I think it's very similar to Killer Workout. So we got to watch Killer Workout too. I yeah. saw one week you guys watched, um, oh, God, it's called, uh, oh, Sorority Babes in the Slimeball Bolorama. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's, a, that's actually a very enjoyable movie. I love that movie. Uncle Wimpy. So yeah, I, I think we mentioned this last time you were on because Uncle Wimpy won Best Actor. He, we get oh, that's Best right. Actor. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That is, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, that Killer Workout doesn't appear to be on any streaming services at the moment. Well, that stinks.
But uh, sure. all right. Anyway, anyway, so where where are we at in this movie here? Mama buys a gun. Yeah, Mama buys a gun. She goes and roughs up Smeg to find out, you know, what happened to Leroy. And then uh, Adolf and Ava find out where Mom is at or chase her down, I think, after she roughs him up. So they go, go to the nursing home. She gets the gun out of her bed. Uh, I think she kills a couple of them there because she steals her van to chase Adolf on his motorcycle. Uh, yeah, well... Mama comes in and she, the first thing, she comes into their place. Like, they have pretty much defeated all the other gangs, the surf Nazis. And she comes in and throws a hand grenade at them and blows up some shit. (laughs) And then she takes off on a motorcycle in which, at no point does she ever turn the wheel on. I get she's going down the highway, but at some point you got to turn somewhere. But it's real corny watching her ride a motorcycle. And then, you know, the Adolf and his woman follow in the van to the nursing home. And then they get to the nursing home and they're like, well, we just want the motorcycle. And then they drive away and then she takes their van. And I'm like, they just switched vehicles. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's just weird. And then, oh, God. So, and so then they go down. Mama ends up kidnapping some guy that has a boat because... Adolf and the woman are now, like, paddling out on their surfboards. Like, what? where were they going? Just the surf. Surfing? But there oh, was yeah. no waves. There was no waves where they were. They were in, like, a uh, like a harbor, almost. It was like a reef. I don't know. There was no waves. You got to get out and break to where the waves are crashing down, you yeah. know? Well, if you ever watch that movie again... Look out into the horizon. There ain't a wave to be had except for what that boat's making. Yeah. It's like a lake. They were in a lake. Just surfing in a lake. But anyways. Hey, Larry. Larry, breaking news here. I'm still researching Diane Copeland. All right. Uh, She's real foxy. Uh, Do you know that if I say the name Mixmaster Mike, what does that mean to you? From the Beastie Boys? She's married to him. Really? Oh. Huh. He did good for himself. That, yeah, that's his. Uh, that's their DJ. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He was in Cy- he was in Cypress Hill. Well. Oh, I did not know that. So, all right, there's your Diane Copeland update. But yeah, she's super foxy. So uh, all right. Anyway, next. Oh, I got a cramp. Um. <laughs> you know, you don't do radio. You don't do fake radio for a few years. You know, you cramp up when you try to do it. It's yeah, it's I natural. You. It's natural. Yeah, I guess the only exciting part is when she goes to the Nazi camp and, uh, well, I guess, yeah, this is where we get the scene where Adolf is uh, sucking on Ava's nipples for a while uh, before the big fight, but. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of nipple sucking. It's gross. But basically, they're all paddling in that lake and that guy in the boat that she kidnapped runs over Ava and just cuts her head off. Yep. Yeah, Car, that works. I don't know. Yeah, um, not a lot of blood. Not a lot of blood. Nothing in the water. It is whatever. Yeah, that is true. So then, <laughs> like, it was just like a mannequin head floating in the water. So then, so then they come back around. They make another pass in this fucking boat. This guy. This guy is now. He went from being kidnapped to now he's like he's into murdering these two surfers, <laughs> and he has no idea what's going on. 
other than he had a gun to his head to drive a boat, and now he's like, what? He's just supposed to be going fishing with his buddy. That's why he right, gets yeah. the boat. Yes, he was. Yes, he was like, I'm going to get the boat. We can fish. And now he's like, you know what? I'm kind of into murdering surfers. So <laughs> he comes back around after he kills Ava to get uh, Adolf. And Adolf, like, pops up on his board, like, sits up and throws a perfect knife strike into his spine and kills him. And it's fucking hilarious how corny it is. But, but then Mama just kind of shoots him on the board while he's laying on the board. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's what I thought. And then, you know, the classic, you know, he pops back out of the water and there's a struggle. And then, you know, she puts the gun in his mouth and says the big final line, which is, taste some of Mama's home cooking, Adolf. And That's right. Shoots him in the head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Boom, blows him off. That, and that's yeah, all. Minutes. They should have, or 10 or 15 minutes, give or take. That should have been stretched out to about yes. 30, 45 minutes of the movie. Should have been just that. Yes, Her the whole movie... Down- if it's the whole movie's mama running around killing Nazis, you got something. Yes. You got something. Exactly. But, like Death Wish. Yeah. But yeah, this movie's terrible. But that's how it ends. She just shoots Adolf in the head, and then that's it. She lights yeah. a cigar? Yeah. yeah. So. That's how about it. that? There it yeah. is. Surf Nazis must die. Larry, what'd you think? Hated it. <laughs> it's just not the fun, campy... Over, like, you know, comically gory type of trauma movie I'm used to. There's no, there was no fun. There's no, there's nothing fun about this. It was, it was yeah. hard. Yeah. That, that's the other thing. Cause it seemed like they were trying to make a funny, like the setup early on, they show all these kids in the little Nazi outfits on the beach or whatever. And like he's teaching them about, uh, how Nazi surfers, like no left footed goofy stances, you know, cause we're surf yeah. Nazis. Kind of like a soup Nazi thing. They're real strict about how they surf. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like, oh, maybe they are going for like uh, some humor here. And the different gangs were kind of they looked silly, but there was really no comedy at all. No, no, not, none, nothing. You know, like the Miami Connection. I thought that's what we were going to yeah. get, like <laughs> silly, over the top. You have a, you have a dad. <laughs> that movie's so good. <laughs> that movie is so good. Uh, it, it did win a Golden Quesadilla for best theme song, I think. Right. Oh, the the Friends one or I think. there's two yeah. songs that are really good. Then maybe Friends Forever, I Friends Forever. Remember. Yeah, the, the opening song where they sing on stage there, and then yeah. um, also I think it won Best Quote as well with "You Have a Father." I think that, <laughs> uh, that movie's so yeah. good. Unlike this movie, not good. It's been best with I didn't know you had a father. Best song or best theme that year went to Joysticks. Oh, that's right, Joysticks. That was. Oh, I remember that movie. Video games. That? <laughs> Video games. Yeah, that was good. All right, so Larry, one out of ten on a bad movie scale. What do you think this ah, is? It's like a three. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. If it was just about Mama again killing Nazis, great. But that's only yeah, literally like fifteen minutes of the movie. Yeah. Mama. Yeah. You, so ten minutes up that there's three or four different gangs. Then Leroy gets killed. Then you have, uh, you know, maybe 10 or 15 minutes of the gangs fighting against each other while mom is starting to get in the mix, figure out what's going on. And then at least 45 minutes of mama just hunting down Nazis one by one. Right. Elaborate killings, a, a sliced throat here, a fucking, yeah. you know, a hand grenade up the ass there, whatever. Exactly. Like trauma exactly. is up. 
<laughs> so yeah, don't go watch Surf Nazis Must Die. Don't go out of your way. Although Diane Copeland, you might want to look that up. Might want to see yeah, yeah. She's in it for uh, thirty nine seconds. Yeah, that's about it. But all I right, in the T Rex got postponed, but I had watched the first hour of that. I'm sure we'll get back to it, but do go watch that. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, I, I thought it was uh, pretty fun for oh. as much as I saw of it. What is it? Is it a horror movie, a musical, a uh, titties? Uh, it's like a dumb comedy movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, it's, a, it's about like a teenage girl that gets a T-Rex, right? That's basically what we're dealing with. She's got a boyfriend who gets killed by her ex-boyfriend, and um, there's a mad scientist oh. who just happens to be around and puts his body in the brain of an animatronic T-Rex. Oh, okay. Well, that's Does way it more talk? Interesting than I thought. Uh, no, it doesn't talk. Okay, good. The so part of the movie is Does... it convincing people that it's the guy inside the T-Rex and not just a giant T-Rex murdering people. So, does she have <laughs> sex with the T-Rex? Uh, maybe. I didn't see the whole movie. Oh, is this a rated hey. R movie? No, it's PG-13. Uh, yeah, Larry, the uh, girl is played by Denise Richards. Yeah, but no nudity as far as I could tell. Huh. All right. We'll keep that in mind. Uh, all right, let's let's uh, let's talk some Cisco and Ebert, right? Hell yeah. Fucking right. You going to play the theme song? Uh, well, we can't do that here, uh, but maybe uh, in the post-production, if we do, I will put the theme song right here. that theme song i used to love that opening like they were if i remember i haven't seen it in years but like it shows them like working their well paper jobs there's a few different openings larry oh, uh okay. yeah we'll talk about it Let, let's talk about some history here on uh, cisco and ebert uh but the reason we got into this is because i started watching these on youtube uh i started out just watching they have a bunch of like ebert uh best movies of 1986 i think the first one i watched was best movies of 1990 and I'm like, oh, I, cause I haven't seen Cisco and Ebert since probably uh, Cisco died back in, you know, way back then. Yeah. 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 Uh, so because I never really watched Ebert and Roper. Who cares about Roper? Mm. Yeah. That guy's OK. Yeah, fuck that guy. Uh, so uh, I started watching on YouTube. I'm like, I fucking love Cisco and Ebert. And, and here they have a shit ton of episodes. And so then I started watching just normal episodes, like where they just review movies, and they go all the way back to 1975. Really? So, yes. This is a uh, oh. Gene Siskel worked for the Chicago Tribune. Uh, sadly, yep. he died in 1999 at the age of 53. He was just 53. Uh, yeah. He he started writing for the Tribune in 1969, and then later that year he started yeah. reviewing movies. Roger Ebert wrote for the Chicago Sun-Times. They were rival newspapers yeah. in Chicago. Tuffy, are those papers still alive in Chicago? Uh, the, they're both still alive. The Sun-Times has probably taken a much steeper dive than the Tribune. Oh, really? All right. The uh, Tribune's Ebert, like the paper of Chicago, I would say. 
That's the biggest one. Ebert, uh, sadly, the is like paper, normal newspaper of like, you know, fold in half. You can fold it in half again. The Sun sometimes came like a giant book. <laughs> oh, okay. Like a tabloid situation. Yeah. Right. Uh, so uh, Ebert, he started the Sun-Times in uh, 1966. He started covering movies in 1967. Then in 1975, he became the first movie critic to win the Pulitzer Prize. Why? For for criticism, you know, for winning the first guy to ever do it. Uh, Sadly, of course, he died in 2013 at the age of 70. Larry, have you ever seen that movie they made about his life? Uh, Yeah, it's very sad. That's why I don't watch it, because I like like Ebert a lot. I don't want to watch it. I'll just get depressed. I'm pretty sure I cried pretty hard in that movie. Yeah, I just don't want Because his ending, he had, like, what, cancer in the mouth and jaw. Yeah, and, and they had to remove his jaw and stuff. And last 15 years of his life, 10 years. Yeah, yeah I, I don't want to watch any of that. Uh, so let, let's just remember them as sitting in their seats at the theater. Thumbs yep. up, thumbs down. That's how we want to remember them. All right. So uh, anyway, uh, what was I going to say? So they worked together in 1975 is when they started. The original show was called Opening Soon at a Theater Near You. That's a long <clears> title. Yeah, and it, and it aired locally on PBS member station WTTW. And the very oh, first, in the very, oh, look at Tuffy you knowing it. And at the very first episode, they reviewed, um, they, they did some like movie news. They talked about the Chicago Film Festival. And then they reviewed One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, nice. And I watched that on YouTube, that episode. Uh, they look uh, similar. Cisco looks exactly like you know Cisco, except he has a giant mustache. Really? Huh. Yeah. Is he bald? Like yep, balding? He's, he's already bald, but he just has a mustache. Otherwise, he looks exactly like Cisco. Like how how huge of a mustache? Like a big hulking one? Uh, it's pretty big. Like it's not oh. like shaggy hanging down or anything, but it's it's big. It's not like a okay. pencil a pencil thin or anything. Right. Full upper lip. Full upper. Nice. Lip. Okay. And uh, so that and then in nineteen seven oh in nineteen seventy eight they the show was renamed Sneak Previews. Mm-hmm. Mm. And. And that aired weekly on PBS affiliates around the U.S. So that's probably when we first encountered them, Larry, when we were children. I was going to say, I kind of remember that name. Yes, Sneak Preview. Okay. Yeah. Right. But here's something I didn't remember. In the early days, uh, well, they just gave yes or no ratings. They didn't do the thumbs up, thumbs down yet. They just said yes or no. But oh, okay. they also, at the end of the, each episode, they did their a Dog of the Week, and they brought out Spot the Wonder Dog. They oh, brought nice. out a dog. <laughs> and... It, and the dog would sit in the seat next to Ebert or Cisco sometimes, and he would like bark once or twice, and then they would talk about the worst movies of the week. And then oh. after Spot the Wonder Dog, Ebert said he his contract demands got so they let him go because he, he was getting 40 bucks a week or something, and he wanted more, so they let him go. And then, <laughs> then they, they brought in Aroma the Skunk. <laughs> I don't remember the, any of this. For the stinker of the week. Yeah, I didn't. I never knew any of this happened. So you're watching these episodes on YouTube. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's pretty awesome to watch this. So uh, hmm. yeah. So then in 1980, oh, go ahead. You they, they, they just don't strike me as the type to have gimmicks. They were yes. pretty serious about reviewing movies. Like if you would have told me, hey, did you know Cisco Neighbor used to have a skunk come out? I would have said no. That's ridiculous. Yeah. But yep, yeah. they did it. Because that's the great thing about this show. Going back and watching these old episodes. You, you get a real grasp of what the world was like back then, just by what movies were coming out and how they talk about those movies. Like, they were outraged at some violence in films where they showed a guy getting stabbed. 
they're like, that is over the top. That is over the top. We don't need to see. What the fuck? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. All right. Or they're talking about these young kids who made this movie, Goodwill Hunting, you know, in 1996. It's Ben Affleck and Matt Damon saying, oh, wow, yeah, that's pretty weird. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, so in 1982, they left PBS and they created their syndicated show at the movies. Yes. And that's the one that everybody knows at the movies. Yeah. And that's where they started doing Thumbs Up, Thumbs Down. And Ebert had that idea. That was his idea to start doing that. Because when they left PBS, they couldn't take the yes-no system with them. That was their intellectual property. They oh, couldn't okay. take it with them. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, yes-no. Like, oh, that's – PBS that invented anyhow. yes and no. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> so, uh, they, so Ebert said, why don't we do thumbs up, thumbs down? And they said, all right. So then they eventually would trademark that. So two thumbs up, they trademarked. Two thumbs nice. up. So, uh, yeah, no one else can do that except for them. So then in 1986, they had a contract dispute with Tribune Media, and they signed instead with Buena Vista Television. Hmm. And I, do you remember hearing that name, Buena Vista? I always oh, yeah, remember absolutely. hearing that. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the episode, like, Buena Vista. Oh, they made a lot of TV shows. Yeah. But it's specifically, I remember hearing it, watching them, you know. And then, uh, so they created Cisco and Ebert at the movies. That's when it became super popular in 1986. And then the show was later renamed Cisco and Ebert. Oh, okay. So, there you go. But they worked together from 1975 till 1999. And their early relationship, it was kind of uh, more adversarial? Uh, abrasive. Yeah, adversarial. Perfect word. Okay. Because uh, the Tribune and sometimes were rival papers, and they were competing against each other for readership and everything. But over the years, by the time, like, the mid-'80s came around uh, in the 90s, they were they were buddies. You know, they, they yeah. would still argue and stuff, but they were. Uh, Ebert says uh, – I saw him giving an interview, and he said, uh, or I read the interview, and he said that uh, Cisco would always, you know, we'd argue about stuff, and he'd say, uh, you know, Ebert, you're an asshole, but you're my asshole, you know. So he always, yeah. <laughs> he always stood up for. Him. Like if anyone attacked Ebert, Cisco would always, you know, defend him. They were a team, and they were buddies. So that's good to hear, yeah. you know. No, let me uh, let me ask yeah. Tuffy a question real quick. Yeah, are they, are they are they a beloved franchise in the Chicago area still? Uh, uh, I think, so. I mean, I don't know about still, I mean, I don't really live in Chicago, so it's hard to say. Uh, yeah, I know. I always think you do, but I, I know you don't, but I, I like, well, things. one, like the TV show's not there anymore and right. neither of them are writing a column anymore. So, but what uh, I'm saying is like, if you bring up Mr. Rogers here in Pittsburgh, there's not a person that would ever say a bad thing about Mr. Rogers other than probably Mike Dell. No, I wouldn't even say. I wouldn't even say anything bad about Mr. Rogers. Yeah. So I mean, is that? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's a Chicago specific thing, but like among my friend group in like high school and college, we watched a lot of movies, and it was always either before you watch it to decide if you want to, or after you watch it, it's all right. What did Ebert say about this one? Yeah. Uh, that's more. The thing. Yeah, Ebert. I, I. That's one thing I feel bad about it. Like Ebert is still celebrated. And championed as a movie, like he's pretty much considered the movie critic of all time, right? Yeah. But people forget Siskel, you know. But yeah. Siskel was awesome. I love Siskel. Gene Shalit. Yeah. <laughs> Leonard <laughs> Malton. <laughs> I, I love Leonard Malton. Yeah, you had that big book, right? Leonard Malton's book review. review yeah. Of movies. Didn't you have it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've listened to his podcast a little bit. Oh, I, I, I didn't I know like he was that. still around. I thought he was dead. I no oh no no no. He's very funny. Really? Because I oh, never yeah. remember him being funny at all in his review. Oh yeah, he's he's got a lot of personality. He he does a podcast with his daughter, and you know, they're, oh, they're well, that's cute. 
Yeah. Um, uh, but I, I was also impressed. Oh, go ahead, Tuffy. What? I don't know that they're Chicago institutions because even like again when I was aware of Ebert, it was more he was a national concern at that point more than a Chicago specific. Because uh, he entered kind of around, so you weren't really reading them out of the newspaper. You were going to look up like movies that weren't even necessarily current. You're going to the internet to look up Ebert's reviews. But hmm. yeah, all all his reviews, all Ebert's reviews are still archived on the Sun Times website, and I think uh, there's a Roger Ebert site that has them all and stuff. Yeah. Um, like his newspaper reviews, not his whether it thumbs up or thumbs down or anything. So I was trying to yes. find something similar for Cisco, but they really, because when they were no, doing stuff yeah. in the newspapers, they gave four stars, uh, not thumbs up, thumbs down. But yeah, I couldn't really find anything for Cisco in that regard. So I, it seems like Cisco's completely forgotten, and that's a shame. That's a shame, Larry. It so is. We're, yeah, we're paying tribute to Cisco here because of the two of them. Listen, I loved Ebert, and I actually exchanged emails with Ebert back in the day during LCS in the first year of LCS. I've talked told that story before, but um. So he was a great guy, super kind to me when he had no need to be. Yeah. Uh, so a, a big fan of Ebert, love Ebert. But of the two of them, I always sided with Cisco, I would say, more. Also, Chicago's I, Mr. Rogers is probably Oprah, not uh, Ebert, Cisco and Ebert. Really? Fuck Oprah, man. What about Bozo not, the not Clown? Wasn't Bozo oh, from Bozo, Chicago? Bozo, definitely the, uh, yeah, the Mr. Rogers more specifically. but right. Really? Oprah definitely. He is again probably gone downhill, but you know, through the eighties, nineties, into the two thousands, like Oprah was the Chicago. Nobody says a bad thing about Oprah. How about John Hughes? Yeah, again, uh, I'm probably too young to really know. Bill Murray. <laughs> well, Bill, Bill Murray. Murray. Uh, uh, it turns out he's kind of an asshole. A, yeah, I've been hearing a lot of stories about Bill Murray being kind of a creep. Yeah, but that he's. Uh, He's always been like that, though. Not the lovable guy you always think he is. Oh. They've always said he's been a, a pain in the ass to work with. Well, beyond being a pain in the ass to work with, like being like gropey. Oh, <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. I didn't hear that. Yeah. I, and apparently, Gina yeah. Davis can't stand him, like because of when they yeah. work together and stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, what was I going to say about? Um, yeah, because uh, he was down the list. Of celebrities, because like you had your Michael Jordans, your Oprahs, your Bill Murrays, those are your Chicago people. Yeah, I would say top. But but Tuffy, you're younger than us, so because uh, Tuffy always brags about how much younger he is than, than I am, he always makes a point of saying that. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm still in my 30s. Yeah. So Tuffy, uh, like you, when I, do you have some concept of Cisco though and Ebert together, or do you just know Ebert? Uh, I do know Siskel and Ebert, but I also know Ebert and Roper probably as well. Yeah, see, that's a problem. That's now, do you like Roper? No. He's okay. an idiot. He's, yeah, he's a clown. <laughs> he's a clown. The other yeah, great thing so, about Siskel uh, and Ebert, they're the reason why Letterman had two chairs on his stage. Whenever, Because, you know, they usually only have one guest, but they have two chairs on the stage. And they asked Dave, why do you have two chairs? Because it's Siskel and Ebert. That's why. So they're yeah. going <laughs> I know he still does good stuff on YouTube, Larry. Do you ever see his watch his YouTube channel? Uh, I uh, yes, I am subscribed to that. Yeah, yeah, I like when he does the he just does those little videos with him and uh, his his two Barbara Haynes there and uh, his other buddy, and they just dance like 
for they talk for like five minutes about random shit. Uh, I haven't watched too much of his stuff. I'm just I I watch more old CBS and NBC things. Yeah, those are great. Going back and looking at that. All right, uh, but getting back here to Cisco and Ebert, the reason why we're here. Um, what else do we want to say about him, Larry? Who, like, when you were watching the show back in the day, did you tend to agree more with Cisco or more with Ebert? More Ebert. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm more of a Cisco guy. Well, that makes sense. I looking back at the reviews now, it would seem uh, that Ebert was way more forgiving of terrible movies. Yes. And Cisco was more like, hey, if you. If you're stupid, Siskel is going to just say you're stupid, and then that's it. You're dead to him. Where Ebert would be yeah. like, you know, that's like, like Ebert gave up three Ebert. stars to Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yeah, oh. I think Ebert will watch a movie on its own terms. Like, hey, I'm not expecting this to be Citizen Kane. So if Rocky and Bullwinkle is like a fun, cartoony movie, that's a three and a half star fun, cartoony movie. But yeah, Siskel was he he had no room for idiots like he's not nah, that's fun movie stupid i'm not watching it so yeah see maybe i should like restate it as when i watched cisco and ebert and it was definitely a movie like if it was a movie i was really interested in seeing i just i really wanted ebert to give it a good review like that was <laughs> when i was watching i was like just let <laughs> ebert like it ebert i was always the other out. way I, I knew if cisco liked it i would probably like it ebert yeah. was always like you know no, i'm not so sure but I mean, looking back, they each had their hit and misses, you know. Like they each, sure, yeah, because they reviewed so many movies. It's not like they're always right. There's a guy who runs a website, Robert, Roger Ebert's Worst Reviews, and he tracks like 75 reviews or for these iconic films or beloved films that Ebert hated. And and I guess Ebert at the time, this website was around when he was alive, and he actually told he commented on saying, you know, yeah, I, you know, this guy makes good points. I probably fucked up these reviews. He didn't take offense to it, you know. Yeah. And Ebert's opinion changed over the years as well. Like I watched, uh, they reviewed Unforgiven. You know, Clint mm-hmm. Eastwood, Unforgiven. That's yeah. a great movie, right? Great. Yeah. They, they both didn't like it. They both gave it thumbs down. Really? Yeah. And now Ebert, late years later, Ebert reviewed it again, and he gave it four stars, and he included it on his great movies list. So he turned around on it uh, right. over the years. But uh, yeah, at the time it came out, they both didn't like it. Wow, that is I, shocking to me. I like yeah. this movie. Cool. I know. I don't know how you could watch that and like, oh yeah, that movie stinks. What? Yeah, I don't know. So yeah. it is weird. Um, trying to think. They had, uh, I guess, one time. I didn't watch this review, but I read that this happened. Do you remember that movie, Broken Arrow? I think it was called. With like, uh, it's like an action film. Like I think Christian, Christian Slater. Slater. Yeah, I guess Siskel didn't. He actually kind of liked it, and Ebert did not like it. So then during the, the review that they gave after Ebert was done talking, Cisco actually changed his mind and said, you know what? You're right. Thumbs down. And that was the only time. <laughs> he, he, that's the only time in the show's history where Cisco, someone changed their mind. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Well, I mean, Christian Slater right off the bat, you should be like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, so looking back at all their – they gave – they tracked their best movies from 1969, even before the show started, when they started writing columns. They gave their best movies. Yeah. Uh, the, they both agreed that 1969, the best movie was 69. called was Z. I had never heard of Z. Like Z um, or Z-E-E? Just the letter. Just the letter hmm. Z. It's about a Greek uh, political thriller kind of situation. A guy gets murdered, and they think a conspiracy, the, the powers that be, killed him. And uh, so, yeah, I, I never saw it, never heard of it. 
Nope. But that's like one of seven times they agreed on the best movie. In 1972, they both agreed that The Godfather was the best movie. Well, duh. Yeah. 1975, they agreed that Nashville was the best movie. I've never seen Nashville. Robert never Altman. saw it. I never saw it either. And I feel bad. I should probably I go just, back and watch. Oh, uh, what man? I was just reading. Uh, I think it was Variety. I think I get Variety. But anyways, um, they, they had the list of like the top hundred movies, and that was I can't remember. It's high. I don't know if it's yeah. eight or something. But it looks like Lily Tomlin is in it like a nightgown, and I'm like, oh, sexy yeah. Lily Tomlin. I am not watching that. That'll that'll ruin your sex drive. Yeah, like yeah. who said Lily Tomlin was? Uh, Back in the day when my early 20s, before I got into literature and stuff, I was watching all those great movies and everything, you know, Larry, because we used to talk about them all the time back then. Yeah. And uh, all, this was one of the ones I wanted to watch, but I, it just, I, I never saw it anywhere. I could never, it's probably available, readily available now, you know, but back then I, I couldn't watch it. Yeah. So maybe I should try and track it down. 1983, they both agreed that The Right Stuff was the best movie. Oh, that's a good movie. Never watched it. Uh, 1993. Uh, I'm sorry, 1990, oh, I'm sorry, 1989. They both agreed that Do the Right Thing. Oh, yes. I, that's what I was going to say, yeah. Do the Right Thing. They both love Do the Right Thing. I watched their review of it. Yeah, they championed Spike Lee uh, tremendously. They they loved that film. 1990, they, they both agreed that Goodfellas was the best movie. Oh, yeah. 1993, they both agreed that Schindler's List was the best movie. Yeah. 1994, they agreed that Hoop Dreams was the best movie. Huh? That movie's alright. I never watched it. It's so long. And then in 1996, the last time they agreed, uh, Fargo was the best movie. Yeah. That's a good one. It is a good movie. I mean, that I, is ridiculous, because that's like Pulp Fiction and uh, whatnot. Hoop Dreams? Uh, really? 94. Four would have been uh, Pulp Fiction. Yeah, Hoop Dreams was number one on both their lists. They they both had Pulp Fiction on their list though. Um, but uh, and they, they both love Pulp Fiction. But yeah, Hoop Dreams beat it out. New Clerks in '94 also. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, let, let me get the whole uh, 1994 list here. Uh, Cisco had Pulp Fiction at two. Ebert had it at three. So yeah, they both. Yeah. Had Pulp Uh, so I don't know. How can I test you on Cisco and Ebert? Let's see. Uh, let's look at the. I got their ratings. We'll do a couple movies from the years 1981-82. Let's see if Tuffy even knows any of these movies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Chariots of Fire. What do you think? Did they did they like Chariots of Fire? Oh yeah. Yeah, that feels like two thumbs up. That was Larry. definitely best picture that year. Yeah, they both gave it two thumbs up. Uh, well, back then it was yes or no, so they both gave it yeses. Oh, okay. How about Body Heat? Uh, I've never seen that one either. Kathleen Turner. I feel like I've heard of it, but I couldn't tell you what it's about or who's in it. Yeah. Yes, I agree. I'll say... Ted Danson's in it. Oh, two no's. <laughs> he's not the star, but he's in it. Uh, they both gave it a yes. They both gave it a yes. And I think Cisco had it on his best list uh, movie, actually. There must have been ten movies that year. I'm trying to think. <laughs> Absence, Absence of Malice, that was a bit, very popular film at the day. That's a I, I have no, definitely not heard of that. 
Yeah, that was Paul Newman, right? I'm pretty sure that's Paul Newman, yeah. Uh, uh, Ebert gave it a yes. Siskel gave it a no. Huh. Sally Fields in that movie? Yep, that sounds right. Bob Balaban? Oh, look at you in the Bob Balaban reference. Well, I'm reading it. Here's one. Night Night Shift. Ah, that's a good Michael one. Keaton, Henry Winkler, Shelley Long cooking eggs in her underpants. Yeah. One of my favorite scenes ever. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's two. That's two yeses. It has to be. Two no's. No, not for Michael. That's what Keaton. I mean. That hurts. Like, how do they not? How can Cisco and Ebert not see that that's a great movie? That is a great movie. Yeah. Well, Billy maybe it was, they're too highbrow at that point. Yeah, perhaps. It's about a, uh, a, a like a prostitute ring run out of a morgue. Tuffy, you've never seen Night Shift? Uh, nope. It's very a good. good time. Yeah, it's Michael a good time. Keaton. Very good. Uh, how about Porky's? Oh. I watched Porky's a couple years ago. I was like, I, used I to had no idea movie. that What's Her Face was in that. Uh, the girl, the lady from Sex and the City. Uh, um, which one? Uh, or Kim Cattrall. Kim Cattrall. Kim Cattrall. Yeah. yeah, she's like young with the dark hair in there. She looked good. Yeah. Oh yeah. She, she is a good looking lady. Um, that movie sucks though. Two two nose. Yeah. yeah, two nose. They both gave it nose. How about uh, Poltergeist? Two yeses. I'm gonna Ebert, say uh, Ebert yes, Siskel no. Tuffy's correct. Ebert yes, Siskel no. Yeah, that movie's awesome. Maybe you know. How about Road Warrior? They probably gave it two yeses, but it can kiss my ass. <laughs> might have been one of the two no's that they'll go back 15 years later and say, oh, this was actually a good movie. They both gave it yeses. Likes. Both gave it yeses. Ooh. All right, here's one. Rocky three. Ooh. Uh, two no's all the way. Uh, I'm going to say Ebert liked it. Two no's. Damn. Two no's. Right, Interestingly yeah. enough, uh, the original Rocky... Ebert thumbs up, Cisco thumbs down. Really? Yeah, Cisco didn't oh. like the first rock. That's crazy. It's a little honestly, but uh, you know, it can be, it can drag. Hey, 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 hey! hey. Start Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan. Oh, that's two yeses. That is that is two yeses. I wa- actually watched the review the other day when they on YouTube. They both loved it. Uh, they said it was way better than the first uh, Star Trek because Ebert's a big Star Trek guy. Cisco ah, okay. wasn't, but Ebert even gave the first one a thumbs up, even though you know it's a pretty dull movie. Cisco or Cisco thumbs down. Ebert gave the first one a thumbs up, but did the second one. They both loved it. They both loved Ricardo Montalban as Khan. He's so good. Yeah. I don't even. I'm not a huge Star Trek fan, but th- that movie's awesome. A uh, Swamp Thing. Oh, Adrian Barbeau. Yeah. Oh, God, it's not great. I do like it, but it's not very good. I'd say two down. Toffee, care to guess? I've never seen it. I have no idea. I'll go one and Two up. They both said yes. Whoa. I'm shocked at that. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) it's not great. Uh, Here's one that was weird, because I saw them uh, uh, an appearance they did on Letterman. And they're talking about movies. And Letterman said this was his favorite movie of the year. Time Bandits. Oh, God. 
I actually saw this in the theater when I was a little kid. My mom yeah. and her friend and her kids took us to go see it. And mm-hmm. I remembered I was bored out of my fucking mind and I hated it. I definitely saw this at the theater too. I'm almost sure. Um, I watched it not maybe five, six years ago. I didn't love it watching it recently. As a kid, I did like it. I'm going to say they gave it two thumbs up though. Ebert, thumbs up. Cisco, thumbs down. Uh, I think John Maybe. Cleese is in that movie. Yeah, it's like one of Terry Gilliam. Uh, yeah, movies. there's a lot of like little people and time traveling, and it, it's fun. It's a kids' movie. Uh, I'm looking through if there's any uh, other movies that would be notable that we could talk about here, but uh, not too much that you guys would know. All right, so uh, let's look at the the, the top. Uh, any year in particular, what do you think uh, the best? He said the 1993. We said Schindler's List was the best. What about 1992, Larry? Can you any idea what 1992's best movie would be? Uh, back to that? Not really. Um, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, Gene Park. Siskel. Gene Siskel said it was one false move, and Ebert had oh. one false move at number two. He had Malcolm X at number one. Oh, I never saw Malcolm X, and I never heard of One False Move. One False Move. Billy Bob Thornton is in it. Uh, three criminals are on the run from the cops. I've never seen it either. It was another one of those movies I wanted to watch back in the day. Could never find it anywhere. Is it called A Simple Plan or something like that? A Simple Plan is different. That is uh, That was Billy Bob Thornton as well, though. Yeah, and they, they like they find plane money, crash money. Yeah, they find drug money. Yeah, that's different. But yeah, different. okay. I never heard of one false move. Try to think how else we could test you on this, uh, but yeah, because if I just give you the year, you have no idea what. Movie I have no idea. I don't even know what movie came out this year. Uh, what's your favorite year of movies though, Larry? Eighty four Ghostbusters. Yeah, right. I loved eighty four. So let's yeah. see what they had in eighty four. The best films of eighty four. Uh. Ebert's was Once Upon a Time in America. I'm sorry, that's Siskel's. Siskel's was Once Upon a Time in America. This is Robert De Niro. It was like a sprawling epic of a gangster following him throughout his mm. life. I know what you're talking about. Never saw it. When it was originally released, they cut it down real bad, so it got bad reviews. But he's talking about the director's cut, the full movie. He really loved it. It doesn't even appear on Roger Ebert's top ten list. <laughs> Roger Ebert's number one was Amadeus, and that wow. was Siskel's number two. That movie's good. Ghostbusters was not on either of their lists. Well, just read off like Ebert's 10. Okay, e- Ebert number 10, Purple Rain. Oh, my God. I love Purple Rain. Well, Larry Siskel had it number five. On his I list. probably have it higher than either one of those two. All right, go ahead. Uh, number nine for Ebert, Choose Me. Never heard of it. I, yeah, I don't know what that is. Number eight, Stranger Than Paradise. Nope. I don't really know what that is either. Number seven, The Killing Fields. Never saw it. Number six, Secret Honor. Never heard of it. I don't know what that is either. Number five, The Cotton Club. Never see it. Uh, Cisco had Cotton Club number three. Number four, This Is Spinal Tap. Oh, that movie's amazing. Cisco doesn't have that on his list at all. Number three, Love Streams. Sounds like a porno. Yeah, I, I saw that this morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Number two, Paris, Texas. Never saw it. Yeah, I've heard of it. Uh, 
Edward Dean Stanton, right? That's, uh, Harry Dean Stanton? Name. Harry Dean Stanton. I never get his name right. Harry Dean Stanton. Never yeah, so uh, a couple others from Siskel's uh, list. Number 10, The Natural. Oh, wow. Yeah, Roy Hobbs. They, yeah. I mean, that's a corny movie, but it's so fucking good. I love that movie. Yeah, yeah it's so good. Number 10, Mickey and Maude. Uh, oh, with eight, uh, pass- uh, I don't think, right? That's different. That's Maude and uh, Mickey uh, and Maude, I think, is something else. I think uh, it's one of them fancy foreign films. Harold and Maude. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Something. Uh, Passage to India is eight. Secret Honor is seven. We got to look into the Secret Honor. They both had it on their lists. All right. I'll Google it. Uh, the Killing Fields at six. Uh, that's another one. They had Purple Rain at five. Entre Nia, a foreign film at four. No idea what that is. Cotton Club at three. Amadeus two. Once a time, upon a time in America, number one. So there you go. But yeah, I, I love looking back through their list. And uh, so that's what I was doing when I was going through YouTube, seeing watching the best of. Because I'm like, maybe I'll watch some movies. So I found three movies that I could watch, and I watched them. And now I'm going to talk about them. Ready? Ooh. All right. The first one I found, this was on uh, Siskel's list of, of best films of 1990. It was not on Ebert's, but Ebert uh, really loved it. He put on, he said it was probably 11 or 12 on his list. He put a different movie from this written by the same guy on his list. The movie that Ebert had on his list was The Grifters that I had uh. never, I'd never seen. That it was written by a guy named Jim Thompson. Have you ever seen that, Larry? No. Is that John Cusack? John Cusack, Annette Benning, and Angelica Houston, I believe. Oh, nice. No, I have not seen this. Yeah, they're grifters, like con people, you know. I want to watch it, but I've I've never seen it. But the movie that Siskel had and the one that I watched is called After Dark My Sweet. Mm. Have you ever heard of this? No. Stars uh, Jason Patrick. Oh, (coughs) Jackie Gleason's grandson. uh, Really? I had no idea. But you love that guy because wasn't he in, uh, like, Lost he's, a, boys and sh- he's a douchebag in that movie. I love that movie because of the, you know, Corey Feldman. The Corey's are in that movie. He's in Patrick. Yeah. Speed well, yeah, 2. He, yeah, no, most people know him from Lost Boys, though. But, yeah, he's in this. Yeah. And he plays a uh, a punch-drunk guy. He's a former boxer. He's all loopy in the head, cause, but he's also a, a, a generally crazy. Um uh, and uh, But he's punch-drunk as well, a little, like, a CTE going on, and he's he's just not all right in the head. And he got in trouble, it turns out, because in one fight he killed a guy in a boxing match. All right. And so now he's been bouncing in and out of mental institutions. And one day he just uh, walks out of one, you know, and uh, he just tries to uh, find his way in the world. And he goes to a bar and he's a talkative, friendly guy. You know, he only gets in trouble when he gets uh, really mad. Then things, bad things happen. But otherwise, he's a very nice guy, very polite, very chatty. So he's at a bar hanging out. And, but he's a little slow, you know? So, uh, one of the other bar patrons and the bartender are kind of making fun of him a little bit. And he doesn't like it. And the, the one lady there is played by Rachel Ward. What a woman this Rachel Ward is. Holy fuck, this Rachel uh, Ward. She was, yeah, she was famous in the early 80s. She was a model. And then she was in some movies, uh, Against All Odds was a famous movie she was in. She was in The Thorn Birds, a TV show that was very popular at the time and won some awards. It's like a li- drama limited series kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's in a bunch of stuff. She is amazing. And uh, all right. So anyway, uh, 
Jason Patrick gets mad at the bartender, punches him in the face. Then he runs, storms out of the bar. But she tracks him down and she says, hey, where are you going? Why don't you get in my car? I'll take you home. You know, we'll, uh, cause it seems like you need some work. I can give you work on my house or whatever. So, uh, she strikes up a conversation. She goes, he agrees to go back with her to her house, but it turns out she might have ulterior motives here. She's got a, a friend of hers named Uncle Bud, played by, uh, Bruce Dern. Oh, and yeah. they're cooking up a little conspiracy, a little scheme, and they need a patsy, you know, and this guy could be perfect for the job. They're basically okay. planning to kidnap a rich kid and hold him for ransom and then, uh, you know, do that kind of deal. So they need they needed a little patsy. So like this guy will be perfect. But then she kind of falls for this guy a little bit because he is so nice and polite and just so gentle, a gentle soul, you know. So she she tries to warn him off and says, you know, well, you just get out of here. You know, you need to get away because there's some trouble coming. So so he goes, runs off, goes on his way. But then, he, you know, fate brings him back. And he gets pulled back because he likes her. You know, he's really attracted to Rachel Ward. So he does come back. They get involved in this plot to kidnap this kid. It's fucking great. Really? I loved it. Yeah, because it's a film noir. It's a classic film noir. This Jim Thompson guy, he wrote a bunch of these back in the day because uh, I love movies from the 40s and 50s like this where these kind of things like Robert Mitchum and all those kind of movies. So it's just classic film noir, but updated. And it's awesome. It's a, I would highly recommend Farewell. Or After Dark, My Sweet. I almost said Farewell, My Lovely. That's a Robert Mitchum. After Dark, My Sweet. Very good. Two thumbs way up. Yeah, two thumbs way up. Give it a whirl. All right. Now, uh, I watched some of their best movies from 1987. And Ebert, this was Ebert's number one movie in 1987. This was Siskel's number three. It's called House of Games, written by David Mamet. This was another film back in the day. I remember them talking about it back in the day, and I wanted to watch it, but I could never find it. You know who David Mamet is, Larry? Um, I know he's the dad of the girl on Girls, but I know he's a playwright and stuff, but I don't, yeah. I'm not familiar with exactly what. He's he a playwright. Does. He's done a lot of movies. He's known for his dialogue. Uh, people say he writes great dialogue. You know, whatever. Okay. Uh, but so he did this here film, House of Games. He wrote this one and uh, it stars, uh, what's her name? Kraus. Is her last name? Fuck, I can't remember. Her name. Allison Krauss? No, uh, she was the girlfriend in uh, Slapshot. She was the girlfriend of Ned. Um, is that Paul Newman? No, Paul Newman was not uh, Ned. Uh, Ned was the the guy with the black curly hair who at the end he strips at the the final game he strips his clothes off. I don't even remember that movie. Kind of sucks. That movie's awesome. That movie is not awesome. That movie is great. Tuffy. Yeah, he's eating. Uh, I don't know if I've seen it, honestly. It's yeah. a great movie. It's a great movie. So, yeah, she plays the girlfriend in that. And she was in some other stuff. But, um, oh, you know what? She was in an episode of Columbo. Oh, yeah. Now I know who you're talking about. Jank, if Jank's listening to this, he'll understand. Uh, he, uh, she played the sex doctor in one of the newer Columbo's. Listening to this, uh, make things worse. <laughs> But uh, Jack, she was the sex doctor uh, who, uh, in like 1990, one of them episodes of Columbo, one of the later episodes of Columbo. He'll know what I'm talking about. What is this movie called? House of Games. House of Games. Joe Montaigne is in it, I believe. Is that his name? Joe yeah. Montaigne? Is that yeah. Yep. Uh, Ricky Jay's in it. Remember, I love Ricky. You know that guy who threw the cards? Yeah. That magician? 
Yeah. yeah. He's awesome. I love that guy. So he's in it. And it's about con men. And uh, this lady, she's a famous self-help book author, and she's a psychiatrist. And one of her clients uh, says he's in trouble with the mob, that, that he owes the money for gambling. And uh, he's worried about uh, he might kill himself. She talks to him. She's like, I'll, t- I'll take care of this for you. So she goes down to talk to the guy who uh, he owes the money to, and it's Joe Montana. And uh, he, he says, what are you talking about, lady? He's like, he's lying to you. Because he, he, he's told her that she owes him like $2,500. She says she owes me like 800 bucks. But he says, hey, you know what? I'll we'll forgive the debt if you help me out here. You need to pretend to be my girlfriend. we got a game going on here in the back, this poker game. I know the guy's bluffing me because I know what his tell is. He plays with his ring. And the, the guy's Ricky Jay. He's like, I know when he plays with his gold ring that he's bluffing. So all I need you to do is sit in on back in the room with me. Say you're my girlfriend. When we get into a big pot, I'm going to excuse myself to go out of the restroom. And while I'm gone, you watch to see if he plays with his ring. And then when I come back, you let me know. So if I know he's bluffing, I'm going to take it for all he's worth. All right. So that's what happens. They do it. She says, oh, yeah, I saw him play with his ring, you know. And uh, I don't know how much I should say, you know, because it is an interesting movie. So should I ruin things or no? Yes. Yeah. All right, so uh, he comes back. Uh, she says, yeah, he's playing with his ring. So he calls. He, put, he goes all in, and he wasn't bluffing. He won the pot. So okay. now she says uh, she's all upset because she goes, well, I did what you told me to do. you know." And, uh, but she's like, you know what? I'm going to cover your losses because apparently I fucked this up. So she writes a check to cover the loss. And, uh, but then she noticed because it, it, it escalates because Ricky J pulls out a gun on him, you know, because you're going to pay me my fucking yeah. money. You know, so because uh, Joe Montana says he doesn't have the money with him right now, but but she had said she'd cover it. So she writes the check and she's about to give him the check. But he puts the gun on the table and she notices, oh, there's water coming out of that gun. It's not a real gun. Uh-huh. So she catches them that it was all a scam to try and get her to just write them the check for six grand or whatever. You know. So they're like, yeah. all right, you caught us. And they're playing like their buddy buddies and their friends. And she's fascinated by this world of con men because she's a psychiatrist. She studies how people work, you know, their minds work and everything. So and she's intrigued. She's also uh, her life's kind of empty of any happiness or joy. She's not no family, no, no sex, nothing. So uh, she's intrigued by this whole thing. And she kind of uh, attracted to this world of con men. So she starts palling around with Jim Montana and his buddies. And then they get involved in another big uh, scam. She starts helping them out with scams and whatnot, and they get roped into this big thing, and things go wrong. And then she helps them out of that again. You know, all right. You can see where it's going, right? Sure. Without me saying what the spoiler is. Well, I'm looking this lady up. She was David Mamet's wife during this. Yes. Movie. She was David Mamet's wife during this movie. Then they divorced. And by the time I do another David Mamet movie next, he's married to someone else. In that movie. But, uh, um, and she, the only reason David Mamet got into Hollywood is because she introduced him to somebody. Like, she recommended that he write this screenplay. Otherwise, he would never have gotten to Hollywood. He owes his entire career to her. And then he still dropped her for a younger woman. <laughs> he went to Harvard. Yeah, his second wife is about 20 years younger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh anyway but house of games basically it's a con i don't want to ruin it and people want to watch it but i have no idea why ebert and cisco loved it. it's a good movie it's fine 
You understand order, it's 36 years old, so it's not... Yeah, it's not but like in order for the movie to work... The oh, that's true, I guess. So they're conning her again, you know, like this big elaborate yeah. con. They're conning her again, and they take her for like a quarter million dollars. Uh, because she's... A, but then she gets her revenge at the end, all right? But uh they con her basically the same way as they did in that card game, where she has to cover his losses. She does the same fucking thing the second time around. So you'd think she would notice, hey, wait a minute. This is the exact same thing. But I don't like when a movie depends on the, char- the central character being stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. At least... At least do a different con. It's the same fucking con that they did the cheater in the poker game that she caught him on. So at least do something different. Um, so I was out. The minute that happened, I'm like, well, this is clearly what's happening. And then that happened, and I'm like, all right, I'm out. So I kind of lost all interest. But it's it's fine. I'd give it like a 7 out of 10, you know. But it's yeah. not a best movie of the year. Uh, no. Nah. Fuck that. So. All right, now. 1997, another David Mamet movie, The Spanish Prisoner. Did you ever hear of this? I've heard of it. I don't know what it is. Because this is another one they both liked. It's, again, it's about con men. It stars uh, Campbell Scott, George yeah. C. Scott's son. Yep. And I love I love Campbell Scott because he was in uh, Dorothy Parker in the Vicious Circle. That is a good movie, and I yeah. did see that. I love him because he was in uh, Singles, which is a great movie. Oh, yeah. But he played Robert Benchley in the Dorothy Parker story. And then it also has Steve Martin in it. Larry loves Steve Martin. I cannot if stand there is a, Steve Martin. <laughs> if there is a Steve Martin movie, Larry watches it. Uh, it's a very he he plays a serious role here in the Spanish Prisoner. Oh, he he's a con man manipulating Campbell Scott. Basically, uh, Campbell Scott works for some corporation, and he invented some new process that's going to make the corporation a lot of money. Ricky Jay is also in it again, and. Uh, but he gets manipulated and the thing gets stolen and uh, uh, he there's a girl who's his new secretary at work who is David Mamet's second wife and uh, she does a good job in the movie. But again, the whole the whole plot hinges on the fact that Campbell Scott's a fucking idiot. Yeah. Because like the whole the whole thing is this project is so top secret they never take it out of the office or nothing. And they run this intricate scam where Steve Martin. Uh, is trying to weasel in, and he's saying, "Hey, that, that corporation is trying to screw you over. We should, uh, you should talk to my lawyer and my guys." And and then it finds out that there's an FBI sting going on, and he and they're like, "All right, well, we we need you to go meet with him. You know what you should do? You should really take that process with you when you go to meet with him to make it, you know, legit. Like, why would you do that? <laughs> so he takes that, and then of course it gets stolen. They do the switcheroo and they steal it. So it's like." You can't have your character do something fucking stupid and then expect people to care what happens. Um, well, it seems so, like a, a trend with the David Mamet. Yes. That's why I was very disappointed. The movie's fine. Again, it, it's fine, but it's not something that people rave about this. Like, oh, my God, it's so good. And a lot of David Mamet's dialogue, it's it's a little stilted a little bit. Like, it, it seems like, oh, yeah, they're in a movie. They're talking like this because they're in a movie. Um, like, way better dialogue is in uh, uh, After Dark, After Dark, Perhaps. My Sweet. Has way better done. Oh, okay. So, I don't know. so yeah, I don't know. I want to give uh, Spanish Prisoner like a six, seven. Again, nothing. It's it's fine. It's worth a watch and it's enjoyable, but it's not this intricate. Oh my god, it's such an interesting plot. No, he has to do he has to do repeatedly stupid things for it to work. So. Uh, 
Between Jason Patrick and Campbell Scott, who do you think got more ass? Ooh, that's a tough one. Because they're both from Famous Family. I would say Campbell Scott probably more. Because he's really? a because you're he's a grandson of Jackie Gleason, where he's like one notch below George C. Scott, so he's probably getting all those George C. Scott groupies trying to sleep with his son. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> the changeling fans out there and stuff. So those are the movies that I watched. But yeah, go go watch YouTube's and watch them Cisco and Ebert's best ofs, and you can find some suggestions for movies to watch. Because I'm very grateful that I found After Dark My Sweet. I went back and I listened to the audiobook too. The audiobook's good. Yikes. That's crazy. But Rachel Rachel Ward in that movie is one of my favorite like acting performances of a lady ever. Huh. She is so good. Like that's just all oh, that's my kind of lady right there. Right oh, there. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Minnie Driver in Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, yeah, like this is cuz uh, cuz she's just a real like uh, bitter towards the world. She's a widow, her her husband had died. She has nothing going on in her life. She's a drunk. And <laughs> she's just like very angry, always simmering angry under the surface. But that's like me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but she is awesome. Uh, I fucking love it. All right, so Larry, what have you been watching? Um <clears throat> I mean, I don't I don't know if I've been watching anything. Well, we we did watch a lot we were off between Christmas and New Year's, uh, Nick and I, for work. Um, Nick broke her foot on Christmas Day. Yeah, yeah, you told me that. How how did she break her foot? Kicking you? <laughs> no. She fell down the steps at my mom's house. Oh, no. And not like she didn't fall down the stairs. She fell down like the last step. Oh, but no. I, yeah, but I guess kind of like her foot kind of got underneath her and she kind of landed on it and crushed it. She broke like two bones in her foot. So, oh my god. So, um, is yeah. she like in a walking boot situation? Or yeah. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. Uh, let me, let me. <laughs> I'm going to tell you about the crutches here in a minute. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was Christmas night. Now, like, so uh, I'm upstairs and I, I just heard something weird and I, and I was like, "Are you all right?" And I didn't hear nothing. And I was like, "Oh no." So I like I look down the stairs and she's sitting on the floor and I'm like what happened and she's like I fell and I'm like are you all right and she's like I, yeah I think so so like she puts her boots on and you know limping a little bit nothing major and you know we walk out to the car she drives home it's her left foot that is injured not her right foot obviously um, but she drove home from my mom's house and stuff so it starts swelling and all that shit so the next morning I look at it and. Um, She's like, well, what do you think? And I'm like, oh, yeah, that is broke. And so we end up going to, like, that UPMC place, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So before we go up there, I'm like, listen, Nick, they're probably going to give you crutches. Now, (laughs) have you ever used crutches before? She's like, no. And I'm like, do you think you can handle it? (laughs) Hey, Larry, have you ever used crutches? (laughs) Um... Yeah, when I was in like, I broke my I broke my leg. I don't know what, maybe seventh, oh. sixth, seventh grade, something you like that. Broke your leg, like the actual, like yeah, the actual or? leg. Yeah, I broke like my lower, whatever the lower. Oh, part. tibula, fibula, one of them. Yeah. How, how did how did you do that? 
Um, I was riding like a three wheeler type of like a motorcycle <laughs> thing, and uh, I kind of rolled it, and my leg got like wrapped up underneath, and I uh-huh. kind of rolled the fucking bike. It broke. Did you, did you like having crutches? I didn't like it, no. Because no, because especially back then, like they hurt your armpits after a while. Like they're, <laughs> yeah. they're pretty soft yeah. shit now, but back then they were hard. Tuffy, do you ever have crutches? Uh, briefly, once in law school, I got really drunk, and I don't know what I did to my ankle, but I put a walk on it. That's yeah. always nice when you're so drunk, you don't know what you did. Yeah. I don't know what I did. I just woke up the next day and thought, that doesn't seem good. When I was about 11, I hurt my ankle playing basketball in the backyard, and I, I did sprain ligaments or something, so I was on crutches. They gave me crutches for, like, I don't know, three or four days or something. Yeah. But uh, I, I enjoyed it. It was... uh. I like the crutches. I had fun on the crutches. Yeah. See, but you were young and spry. And yeah. Is not that. <laughs> so uh, she thought she could handle the crutches, but you said, yeah, sure. And all right. Yeah. And so um, now keep in mind, you know, Nick's got an MS and it's not, you know, it's not terrible or anything. She's not debilitated by it or anything, but still she's in general, not exactly well balanced to begin with. Okay. So, okay. So, so we're in the waiting room, or we're in the, you know, the examining room in, in the medics UPMC place, and um, the nurse comes in with the crutches, and as soon as she, as soon as she brings him into the room, and in my head I'm like, this is never gonna fucking work. I know this is gonna. Happen. So well, what did the crutches look like? Are, are they like uh, old school, or are they the new? No, no, no. They were or? like. They were like, uh, I guess, aluminum, and they were adjustable. Like, you know, you could push the button in and pull it and pop it into another hole if you needed it to be taller or shorter or however you wanted to do it. Like, they were brand new. Like, but she took but the they button, still, like, hook up. They still go under her arms? Like, not, like, attached to the forearms or, like... Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, just the regular old. <laughs> yeah, just the regular okay. old shape. But, uh, you know, updated. Okay. And, um... The nurse has shown her how to do it and stuff, you know, like, you know, put your weight here, hop, and don't, you know, don't put any weight on this foot. So she tries it a couple times, like, in the room, and we're like, all right. So the uh, they come in to get the x-ray. Like, they're like, okay, let's go have an x-ray. So, like, they go in, they have the x-ray, and then, like, so I'm just, I'm still sitting in the examining room, and then I just hear, oh, my God, are you all right? <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> she fucking... She fell. Like, oh, I don't know no. what happened. Like, <laughs> she lost her balance. <laughs> I don't think you should be laughing. Why are you laughing? And you're not just laughing a little bit. You're laughing hysterically right now. Like, you I can't catch your breath. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. It's just, I feel bad for her. But like, apparently what happened, like, she just went off balance and her shoulder just, like, she just toppled over, like, shoulder-wise. And she put all her weight down on her broken foot to try oh, to catch her. Oh, man. That's a that's uh, a big was, fall. If you just fall over, that's a big fall, you know, on your shoulder, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, I, that I ain't good. It. You got to take no. that back bump. You know, you got to take that back bump. Yeah. So she comes in. She's crying. It's it, it's a bad time. I'm, you know, like, it's okay. And the nurse is like, <laughs> she goes, <laughs> "You think I should get a walker?" And I was like, "Oh yes, please get a walker." So they went and got her a walker, and they showed her how to use that. And um, 
you know, they splinted her up or whatever because they said, yeah, it's broke. But, you know, we don't cast here, of course. You know, you're going to have to go see an orthopedic person. Oh, fuck. You know, we don't, we don't, we're not, you know, we don't want the liability in case something doesn't heal right. So you'll have to go see somebody else. But here's the other thing, too. It's like when we first got there, uh, the doctor comes in like, hey, what's going on? It's like this lady. She's cool and shit. You know, nothing wrong. She's putting her gloves on and shit. Mixed on her. Oh, I fell down the steps and stuff. So she sits down on her little stool. You know, you got them. They all got the little stool they sit on and they roll around. Lady rolls right into her broken foot. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, oh my god, I, I am so sorry. That's never happened before. Uh, never happened. Yeah, I, I hope not. <laughs> You're a doctor, don't they have a class on rolling that fucking cart around a little bit? <laughs> my god. So she did end up getting like uh, just a walking boot. Like we had to go a couple days later. She had to get an appointment with a you know another doctor. We had to go to a different hospital and all that shit. Doctor comes in. He he's in there. Fucking three minutes, two minutes. Yeah. It's like, all right, well, whatever. I'm going to send the guy in with the boot. Like, okay. And then the boot guy was there longer than the doctor was, but you know, whatever. So she's got a boot. And uh, so, long story short, she really couldn't walk during that time. So between Christmas and New Year's, we were both off. We watched like I think seven or eight seasons of Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> we just, that's all we watched. We just crushed seasons of Hell's Kitchen. Is that show still on? I haven't watched it. It is still on. Yeah, there's a season rolling right now. Like currently, they're is it like, still the same thing? Risotto, beef Wellington, yep, yep scallops. scallops, yep, <laughs> exactly the same. Nothing changed. You donkey. Yeah. Shut it. Shut it down. It shuts everything down. Yeah. Nothing changed. <laughs> they, so. They're still casting from trailer parks all around the country. Basically, yeah. Actually, like, you know, nowadays when they have, you know, at the beginning episode where everybody, like, makes the signature dish, the the caliber of that has stepped up. There's a lot of times where, like, I don't even know what you made. Like, I don't know what you just said that is. Like, I don't know what that vegetable was that you mentioned or, you know, they had, oh, a hanger steak. Like, what the fuck's a hanger steak? <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that means. So, like, they're classing it up. It's not like, oh, yeah, here's, I, I made you oatmeal, like they used to do at the beginning. Is, is Master Chef still on? Um, I don't know if there's a current, I don't know. I don't watch that. I never did. Because he tried to come off that new show, Next Level Chef. Did you try to watch that at all? Yeah, we did watch that. I watched one one episode of that. I'm like, this fucking stinks. Uh, I mean, it's not the greatest thing. It's, it's Hell's Kitchen, but they just move kitchens around. That's all. It's basically the same I thing. I didn't like it. I didn't hate it. Uh, it had it had a good element to it. Like the bottom level had all the fucking basics, and then the top level had all the good shit. And you know, it was harder to kick. There was something about how they decided because the winner and the judge, like only the one team judge. There's something about how they picked the winner that annoyed me. I can't remember what it was exactly. I can't. But, yeah, it's been. A, I don't remember how they did it either. But you know, it's a. I know. Do you have HBO? Do I do not. Yeah. Tuffy does, right, Tuffy? I do, yeah. yeah. Tuffy, did you watch that show, The Big Brunch? No. Uh, I... It's it's another cooking show, and it has that Dan Levy guy. He's kind of the host. It's basically the same thing as, like, a Hell's Kitchen type, but everybody's really good, and everybody's very friendly, and 
it's him and there's a couple other I don't know who these other judges are, but it's it's basically a Hell's Kitchen type and it's just it's it's nice. But as stupid as it sounds, like I, I said to Nick like because she loved it too. We both like this show. Like they basically come in and they just make like breakfast type of foods, like every competition or week or however fucking episode, however you want to break it down. But um, I was like, you know what I like about it? It's just like for forty five minutes, just people aren't dicks, and I, I that's I just liked watching it just for that reason. <laughs> it was just everybody gets along. And there's no backstabbing. It's just fun to watch. Hey, Larry. Speaking of breakfast foods and backstabbing. Uh, last week on the show, I think it was last week or the last time we did a show, I mentioned uh, I don't eat breakfast, of course, but uh, yeah. I do I do enjoy a breakfast treat. And uh, Jank and Tuffy are backstabbing me, uh, making fun of me because I like to enjoy a nice frozen waffle. Yeah, how do you... uncooked out of the freezer. Yeah, how do you feel? Oh, about yeah, no, no, no. Like I had actually I had frozen waffles last night, but you know they had been run through the toaster. No, no, I don't cook them. I just uh, take them right out like a like a, a freezer pop, like a waffle freezer pop. Like a like a like you're like a teething baby. Yeah. <laughs> well, just again, I, I get the wheat free, gluten free, all that vegan crap. So I don't know if maybe the consistency is different, but they're really not. You, you can still just bite them. You can just bite them right off. It's not like it's frozen solid. Just bite it right off and yeah, taste it. Sure, tasty. I can take an Eggo and bite it right off, but that is not how you're supposed to eat it. <laughs> Why would you know. do that? It's delicious. I don't feel like the hassle of cooking them. I think they taste better. We're cooking them. You put it in the toaster and you push the button down. (laughs) Two minutes. That's a toughie. That's a toughie and Jank were saying too. But no, I uh, I like just eating them frozen. It's a just grab them right out of the box. Boom. Yeah. No. You wouldn't Uh -uh. syrup anyways. I'm sure, but yeah, that's a put a big pat of butter on there. Get some maple. No, 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 no. You're talking. Uh, Yeah, because what had happened is. our mail lady left us a little mason jar of like homemade maple syrup. I don't know. Her family's from Maine. They make this. Wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. You know your mail lady? <laughs> like you're on? Well, yeah, kind of. Like you're, you know, she gives you gifts. Well, we get, we tipped her at Christmas time, so she gave us back a um, a little jar of maple syrup as a thank how you. Much, how much did you tip her? Twenty bucks. That is really nice of you, and well, uh, we should really do that as well. You know, Tuffy, we should we should be tipping our male people, but we get like different male people all the time. You know? See, we have the same like two women. There's two of them. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, because the thing is too is like that the one that made the maple syrup like she always has cookies, you know, because she doesn't want to get bitten shit. But like Ziggy has food allergies, <laughs> so you know. Ziggy has food allergies. So really, it's a payoff so Ziggy doesn't rough her up. No, 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 no. I'm saying most mail carriers carry dog treats so that they don't get attacked and stuff. So, when you know, Ziggy's mild. Ziggy loves this girl. But Ziggy has food allergies. So she went out and bought a specific cookie to carry around that she knew she could give to him, too. Wow. So we had to, you know, we had to. like. This is like the greatest mail lady ever. Yeah, they're yeah, they're both very friendly. They're both young like they're both young and they're both they're both good looking ladies. Holy hell! Yeah, this one's like did, you, you'd probably dig her, Mike Dell. She's did a they like, I was gonna say, do they like shut-ins? You like cats? Do they like I, cats? I don't know. Elderly shut-ins who like cats? Because if they do, let me know. I will. I, I will find out. 
what I will find out. So, uh, yeah, that's a tough job being a male person. You know? Yeah, it would suck. All that yeah. walking and everything. Yeah. But then again, like you know, good shape. Yeah, I bet she has good legs. Yeah. Yep. How about that? Yeah. Well, uh, all right. So you watched Hell's Kitchen for yeah, yeah. Hey, do you think if I went on Hell's Kitchen and I just dropped a frozen waffle on the plate and said, "There you go, Gordon Ramsay," do you think he'd like (laughs) it? I think he would like it. Yeah, you should try that. (laughs) What else did you watch, Larry? Anything else? Um. Well, I've watched. Yeah, I've watched some things. I watched She-Hulk on Disney Plus. I watched. Yeah, I, I watched episode one. We reviewed it here on this show. I fucking hated it. Um, I really loved She-Hulk. I thought it was <laughs> awesome. It's fun. It's exactly like this is the kind of shit I want to see. I I want to see silly. I like looking at the camera. I that's what the kind of goofy shit I want from a superhero. Maybe that that first episode was just so heavy-handed. Uh, men bad, women good, and. Oh, I, I know how to deal with uh, anger because I'm a woman. So yeah. I have to deal with stu- – that was such bullshit. Fuck this shit. So it gets out. better as it goes. And, you know, Matt Murdock shows up and Daredevil. Yeah. And it, he's funny in it. It's He's not serious. He's kind of silly, and it's fun. I, I really liked it. It was just fun to watch. Does he ever put I on the costume that show? Yeah, does he put he on does that? put on the costume, yeah. And he wears, like, the old school one with, like, the red and the brownish kind of whatever that is. I uh, um, wait. When you yeah, you mean old school from the TV show, but not old school from the comic book. No, like the old comic look. Well, the old comic book it was yellow and brown. Okay, yeah, he wears that. Oh, yeah, he wears that in this show. Okay, yeah, interesting. Yeah, maybe I'll have to look into that because I I told you I mentioned this to Larry, but uh, Tuffy, I canceled my uh, Hulu the other day. Ooh. yeah, because I realized I haven't watched Hulu in like six months, and I'm paying <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know, maybe even longer than that, and I'm paying fifteen bucks a month for the like Hulu, a Disney Plus, and ESPN, and I haven't watched any of that shit in months. No. So I'm like, why am I even paying for this anymore? Do you cancel Larry, Hulu or all I canceled of it? all? I canceled all of it. Okay. Because I, I I don't fucking watch any of it. Because Larry, you know what I do? Because I've been watching Cisco and Ebert and all this shit on YouTube, and I've been listening to old radio shows on YouTube. So I do pay for YouTube now, eleven bucks a month. Uh, did you ever pay for YouTube, Larry? I have not. What does that do? Just eliminate the ads? Yeah, no commercials. It's a life changer. Like there's no going back. Once you have YouTube without commercials, you're no never going back to YouTube with commercials. So I mean, it's I so. I don't watch. I don't. I mean, I do a little bit of YouTube, but not too I, much. That's a, at night when I fall asleep. I just listen to old radio shows on YouTube and like, so they've got audio books on YouTube. So it's so much better without the ad. So I will pay, I use that every day. So I will pay $11 for that. But this who I haven't, I don't even remember. I think the last thing I watched on Disney plus, well, I watched the uh, werewolf by night on Disney plus. Oh, is that good? It is pretty good. Yeah. I'd recommend that. The lady and that's nice too. I like her. Uh, so you should uh, check that out. Um, but I'm like, I didn't watch She-Hulk. I didn't watch Moon Knight. I didn't watch any of that shit. So I'm like, why am I paying for this if I don't even watch it anymore? Yeah, I get it. I just got the package, like, right at the beginning of December. So that's where we watched a lot of hell. We've been watching the shit out of Hulu. And yeah. I have Disney Plus on right now. I got Endgame on. <laughs> oh, nice. Just... I got my worth out of the, uh, the Disney Plus last couple weeks here. You have that? Uh... Yeah, I was going to watch Iron Man 3 again, because that's, like, my least favorite uh, yeah. MCU. 
I thought, well, I'm going to watch Iron Man 3. I might as well watch Iron Man 1 and 2 just to get the context. Uh, and then I just ended up watching everything up through. I just started <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy tonight. Ugh, not a fan. So I watched Iron Man 1, 2, 3, Thor 1 and 2, Captain America 1 and 2, The Avengers. Yeah, he's been giving us our, his updates here on the show over the past few weeks. Um, but I, I just, uh, I don't know. I've watched all those things. I didn't watch I didn't watch that new Thor yet, Tuffy, but I'm like, ah, fuck it. I'm not even going to bother. That's a good one. Iron Man I 3 did. also is even as bad as I remembered. Yeah, it was I'm not, not that good. Ultron either, I'll tell you that. I love Ultron. Age of Ultron is one of my Wait, favorites. Tuffy, you didn't like Ultron? Too many Iron Men or Ultrons or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Too many Ultrons. Well, hey, Larry, how about Ultron? This. How about Ultron in Marvel Snap, Larry? He's fucking awesome. I don't use them. I oh, thought I, I was going to use them. I don't, I don't ever use them. Here's what I do. I, I put them with, uh, you, you put out Kazar out there, you put Blue Marvel out there, you put out the Patriot out there, and then you drop, because uh, they bo- they ramp up each of his little droids. So you can win all three lanes with just those four dudes, you know? Here's what I've been doing a lot is um, I get the uh, I get the Human Torch, the Multiple Man, and the Vulture, yeah. and then I just get, like, Iron Fist, Doctor Strange, and yeah. Cloak, and I just keep moving them motherfuckers back and forth yeah. all over the board again. That That's called a movement deck. It's a yeah, movement okay. deck. What, you're doing. what you want to do, Larry, I don't know if you have him in your hand there, you got to get uh, uh, Armor. What's the guy? Uh, armor? No, not Armor. Uh, the yeah. Hulkbuster Armor. The Hulkbuster Armor? Yeah. Where he, he merges with a guy, you know? Okay. You want to drop him down after Jamie Madrox, and uh, he merges with him. So now instead of a three, he's like a whatever, a six or seven or whatever. So then when you move him around, he gets six or seven instead of three. You know. Who do you want to merge him with? That that Hulk armor, that, that Iron Man Hulk yeah, armor? Yeah, yeah. Yes. With, with Jamie Madrox, the multiple man. Oh, okay, multiple. I, don't, I didn't know what yeah. you were saying, Jimmy Madrox. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can put them with Human Torch or any of those, but usually you team them up with Madrox there, and then bang. But that's yeah, that's how I've been playing the last couple of weeks, and I I've been pretty successful well, with that. Well, I guess you, you have Heimdall then at the end. Heimdall? I do have, and I have Magneto, one or the other. Well, here's the thing about movement decks, Larry. Uh, they are fun, and they are uh, they are pretty cool when they work. Oh, do you have cloak? Or yeah, you said cloak, right? Do you yeah, have dagger? I, have, do have I do dagger? have dagger, but I don't use her. Well, you kind of want to put her in there, too, probably, because she gets points if you move and people are right. Doesn't she get points? I can't remember what she does. Craven the Hunter. You have him in your hand. Um, I don't put, think I have him. Put him in there because anytime someone moves to his location, he gets buffed. So you want him in there. OK, um, I, don't, I don't think I have Craven. Oh, you don't have him at all. I don't I thought he. It. I think I thought he everyone had him. I thought he's like one or two, pull one or two. I don't think that's why. Like when you said, "Oh, I don't have Daredevil yet," and I was like, "What the hell are you talking about?" But Daredevil's pull three, so there's like, but I'm, you should have. All right, I'm gonna look. I don't know. It just pops and buzzes right now. Yeah, <laughs> this is Marvel <laughs> Snapchat. Welcome to Marvel Snapchat. Is- Here's another thing I want to ask you about this game, uh, since we're talking about it. Like, do you ever spend your gold things on those variant cards? I, I did once because there's a Jessica Jones variant I wanted when I when I first started the game. I saw this variant. I'm like, oh fuck, I want that variant, and then I got it. So yeah, yeah okay. It was 700 gold. Something like yeah. That. 
usually I just put I just use them to refresh missions. And oh, then, really? Yeah, because you can like uh, you get more credits that way, you know. Yeah. And, and you make progress in the monthly thing more. But okay. lately I've been saving them though. Like I, I have about eight hundred and some gold at the moment. If there's another Jessica Jones variant, I'll probably buy it if it pops up. But uh, lately, they've been putting those deals in the store. Now they started making those deals where you can make you can buy some stuff with gold. Yeah. So, so it might be better to just save your gold until you get like a couple thousand or whatever. Well, I have thirty four hundred gold. Yeah, you might want to just look for one of them deals in the store there because I think they're usually priced at like three thousand or so. Yeah, but it's like I don't I don't want these variants. Like I don't I don't like this jungle theme. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what the deal is now. What you get? But yeah, maybe yeah, just save like, them. Yeah, maybe next month or something. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I did. I'll be honest with you. I, I, I did. I did spend money on this game now. Yeah, I spent. I yeah. bought the ten dollar monthly deal or whatever. Yeah, I always do the monthly pass at eight ninety nine or whatever, ten dollars or whatever. Yeah, it was ten bucks. Uh, I, you don't have Silver Surfer, do you? Or do you have Silver Surfer? Did you get him last week? Last month, yeah, I I bought him too. Yeah, yeah, you got to like I buy this <laughs> I buy the season the monthly pass because it's awesome. Why not support the game, you know? But yeah. but Tuffy, they started doing these bundles that are like a hundred bucks a crack, and people are yeah. outraged. They are well, outraged. It's, it's very yeah. scopely like. Yes. Yeah, we discussed this. Except uh, at least in Marvel, you get something guaranteed, basically. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Scopely, you get a okay. chance of something. <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> But, Larry, because I'm on Reddit and I'm reading all these Reddit boards about Marvel Snap, and these people are outraged about this. But but coming from Champions, it's like, what? This seems like the greatest game ever. Like, <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I this mean, is like a thank you so much. <laughs> but they're outraged. You want us to spend $10? What the fuck? Like, yeah, well, yeah okay. Scopely, you get $10, you know, just waking up in the morning. Oh, I'll spend $10 yeah. on Scopely, whatever. But yeah, so I only have spent. But didn't you also buy the Spider-Man bundle or whatever to get those? Tickets? I did not buy that. No, I didn't. Oh, get you that did not. One. Oh yeah, because you had Spider-Man. That's right. I, I well, yeah, I pulled him. Yeah. You told me to buy it, and I said, no, I'm not buying it. Uh, yeah, I'll just wait. I'll get him fixed up. Well, here's I another think, question. Oh, let me just say this before I forget. Next month, Larry, I think is the, the that new Ant-Man movie's coming out, so I think it's tied into Ant-Man. Oh, so, did you see the the trailer for that? I have not. Oh, yeah. it looks it looks good, but now it's like, oh, Kang's the greatest thing ever, and Kang can just yeah. do it. And it's like, when <laughs> when is somebody not going to be able to just do whatever they want? Well, it, Kang is really awesome though. Like he is legit one of the greatest villains. He's I he's top that. He's, he's top tier villain, you know. So. Like now he makes Thanos look like a little bitch boy. Well, in theory, uh, Kang can go through back in time and history, through time and everything. So, in theory, yeah, he is up above Thanos. But that's what I mean. Like, everybody could just rewrite history. Like, it's so yeah. stupid. <laughs> it's just so dumb. But what I was going to say was on that snap, whenever they want you to spend 700 or $1,200 or gold coins or whatever on yeah. those variants, why are they always like baby shit and pixel shit? Yeah. Like, yeah. they always look stupid. Like, where are, yeah. like, the well, very the nice splash page art things? Yeah, you, you got to wait for the good ones. They wrote, for those who don't know what we're talking about, they rotate into a shop. They get, like, six every, is it every day, six new ones pop up? Yeah, or something like that, yeah. The, yeah, most of them are pixel, and they fucking stink. The baby so ones are dumb. fucking stupid, too. I don't stupid. want any of those. 
Although they did make a new one, a Black Panther, a baby version. He looks like a little black hat, like Sidney G. So I probably um, get that. Yeah. yeah but yeah. um, <laughs> but the Jessica Jones one I have, it's really good. It's like she's flipping her business card down at the camera, and it's like a really nice picture. And then mm. there's another one where she has a camera that's really good. Um, yeah, there are some awesome variants, but yeah, those baby ones, and the pixel ones are dog shit. Yeah, I, I got don't some. I got some Venom one the other day. He's just like on the top of a building, like flexing, like ah, screaming. Oh, that's pretty cool. Eh, it's not really. It's not that yeah. good. Okay. I, oh, I got a nice uh, Gamora one the other day that's really awesome. I have one where she she's like an old samurai warrior. Uh, no, this one, it's all like, it's it's all purple. It's like real close. It's more like impressionistic art kind of. Like, it's really cool. Art, ah, okay. But it's uh, it's all purples and greens. Uh, but not impressionistic, but it's a really cool art. Uh, so... But that's not what you're describing. So I, I don't know what the one you're describing. Yeah, the one I have is like she looks like kind of she has like armor on. She looks like a samurai warrior. I think it's like the 1699 variant or something like that. Oh, okay. But, yeah, that would make sense. But yeah, I've never seen that one because usually, like I, I've had a good run on the variants lately, opening up boxes. The only variant I pay for is that Jessica Jones. Sometimes you get them in those little boxes. And I got a Gamora. I also got a cool Jubilee one where she's wearing a fancy dress. And she yeah. looks like uh, I don't know. She looks cool. Uh, but usually, yeah, you get those stupid pixel ones. They fuck those, you know? Yeah, fuck those. I'm a grown-ass and, man playing a and, kid's game. And I don't need a fucking title either, you know? Like, those yeah. fucking things. I have, you, I, I have one in my name, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't even use one. Maybe one day if I see a good one. But, like, the, nothing is more depressing than, oh, I got a reward. What? Did, oh, a title. What the fuck do I want a title for? Yeah. That's well, here's a, here. Have you ever come across fourth and twenty six on Marvel Snap? Yeah. No, like I, I never pay attention to people's names on there. I, I look. I I would assume at some point you and I, or he and I, or he and you would play a game. What's I mean, your name on there? Larry. I'm Sydney G. Okay, Larry well, I would. No, I've never seen. I would know that was you immediately. Yeah. <laughs> but I've played. I've played Batman several times. Uh, yeah, occasionally I'll look at the name, but I don't. It's not like a thing I do every match. I'm usually not even paying attention. But yeah. um, okay. Is he fourth and twenty six on there? Do you know that? I don't know that now. Well, I, I guess it... they're going to start launching this battle mode where you can fight friends, so we can. All right. Yeah, soon, I guess. But... We'll see what happens. Yeah. But anyways. That's got Dominic's theory up to six star now, and he's he's pretty much unbeatable. And um, I got Chad Gable at six star, and uh, I don't I don't really play Marvel Snap, so I don't have anything to add here. Well, Tuffy, I can Chad take Oscar. I can take Green Oscar to uh, six stars, and I just haven't yet. I have all the tokens, I have everything I need. That shows you where my interest is in WWE. Change. She's just sitting there in my thing saying evolve, and I haven't done anything because I figure I might as well wait till there's some sort of talent up thing, right? Yeah. Something like that. And uh, Larry, Larry, do you have a six-star person yet? No. Yeah, I don't either. I have, uh, so she would be my first one. I have seven of them. <laughs> I have none. I, <laughs> yes, I have, uh, I have that, that last talent up and all the Hall of Fame stuff. I have enough Hall of Fame tokens to take, like, five more people to six-star. What an <laughs> asshole. This is toughy, man. Yeah. All he does is grind champions. But, uh, yeah, Larry, you were talking about you spent like $10 here, $10 there. Um, it's been the year of champion spending for me. <laughs> it's been what? 
the year of spending money on champions. Because we mentioned this, uh, Tuffy paid off his car. Yeah. And, uh, all that money just goes to champions. <laughs> like 500 bucks a month. Yeah, we talked about this last time. And yeah. you said you were now taking a high betas from it. Yeah. Have you? For at least like three weeks I have. Oh, oh well, that's good. That's good. Three weeks. So yeah, I, now I'm at a point where uh, there's no point in spending money because, like, I don't have the training points to evolve anybody new anyways. Yeah. Oh. Well, let me ask you guys this. So, like, uh, whenever you're going to evolve those, like, to six stars and you need those shards. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, like, I got Yokozuna who's close, but I need some of them shard things. So if I get red shards of anybody, does that just yeah. go towards him? or nope. how does... They have to have the same little icon, like the the fire or the lightning or the shield. Oh, my God. I know. It's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, Larry, they just started a thing this week where if you go to the loot boxes, the things you, you can buy loots, there's a loot now. Every day they have a different loot. Today it's aggressive strikers. So if you need aggressive striker shards, you purchase those loot with with uh, cash, in-game cash, 200, and you can get shards. So the other day I did that for my Demon Finn Balor, so I was able to get the shards I need for my Demon Finn Balor, but I don't have all the tokens I need for them yet. But, like, today I'm, uh, I'm like, 300 or some shards, 400 shards away from uh, whatever it was today. Oh, Afa is an aggressive striker. So I'm like, all right, I'll buy some of those. I, I bought, like, three of those loots. I got, like, 700 shards. That translates to, like, two shards or whatever. You know, so it's like, well, what's the fucking point? You know? like Where do you buy these at? Like, you know, this where you buy loot. loot. You know? Like, oh, oh. You like that polls. thing you got to spend a thousand coins on a day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Those, yeah, the keys. The same thing with the keys. Oh. It's, like, right under there. It's it's around there. It's It should say a daily loot, aggressive striker. I think Bianca. There's a picture of Bianca on there. Yep. Else. Yeah, and back in November they gave a hundred thousand shards of every class and color. Yeah, I yeah, remember that. That that helped. But uh, yeah. these loots give out like three hundred and fifty shards, two fifty shards. So it's like, oh all right, well that's not gonna do much. Okay. Yeah, because I also have enough tokens. I just have to level up a few moves for uh Kali and uh Drake Kali. <laughs> Tuffy has every like rare obscure character. Like, yeah. In Marvel Snap, Tuffy, on that Reddit board for Marvel Snap, people are outraged that they can't have every character in the game. Like, they are so mad. And I'm like, what the fuck? It, you just get used to it at Champions, I guess. Yeah. Having everybody. Yeah. I just don't expect to have everybody. It's okay. Well, also, Champions has, like, three new people every week now, so. Yes. They came out with someone pretty cool recently, and I was like, oh, I'd like to have that. And then uh, I can't remember who it was, though. That X-Pac is pretty good that they gave away. Oh, oh, they came out with Carrion Cross. You know, I was like, oh. That's oh, yeah. Yep. I was like, I don't really know who that guy is. Well, without Scarlet, you need Scarlet there, too. And then, there was another guy a couple weeks ago. He had, like, a real good head of hair and a beard, and I'm like, I don't know who that guy is. He might have been, like, Indian or something. Oh, uh, Veer Mahan? Yeah, I don't know. Who the fuck is that? I've never heard of that guy. <laughs> well, he's down in NXT now. He's back down in NXT. Oh, okay. I, never, I, I didn't know who that was. Mm-mm-mm. Vince, all right, that's a good segue, though, because Vince loved Veer Mahan. He did a, for like months, every week, he did a little segment, uh, here, a little preview of v- Veer is coming. And Veer was yeah. coming, and he showed up. Um, 
watch MASH every week for about a month or two. Yeah, So, the, but then when Vince left, they kind of just buried uh, Veer Mahan. But that brings us back to WWE because Vince McMahon is back. Is this a real storyline? or Like, is this real life yeah. or is this a work? This is real life. This is real, real life. life. Yeah. Yeah, Vince is back. Because uh, just up, we talked about this a lot on the show and it happened, but he stepped down because he got into trouble with uh, paying off people that he had sex with, with yeah. company money. So he had to step away. Triple H has been running the show. Uh, you still watch WWE, Larry, or did you take a break? Or? I am not watching it now. It's been really good with Triple H. It, it improved a lot. Uh, things make sense. <laughs> so it's back. Um, so everyone's happy. The ratings are up. Everyone's happy uh, at working there. They love it. But now Vince says, oh, you can't have success without me. I'm coming back. So he came back. He ba- Tuppy, how would you describe what he did to the board of directors? Is that a hostile takeover or what would he, uh, as, a, as a lawyer, how would you describe he's the So he's the majority shareholder. So yes. he would have, uh, I mean, I read some stuff about this, about how what he did is probably not legal. Uh, but as the majority shareholder, he would have the, Vote to take out any of the board members because he took out like the chairman and two other people. Uh, yeah, he took out three. Yep. Yeah. Where I'm assuming he went and told them like, "Hey, I'm going to call for a vote and you're not going to win, so do whatever you want." <laughs> and they just resigned. It sounds like, and he just said, "I'm the chairman now." I'm the basically. Chairman now. <laughs> Captain Phillips. So yeah. then, uh, then Stephanie resigned. Like two days the after day. they had a they had a big press conference. They said there's no going to be no management changes. Vince comes back and then Stephanie resigns. And uh, now I guess if you're looking at it with uh, on the Rope. positive side, the only reason the only reason she took that job was because Vince went away. She they needed a McMahon to step in, so she stepped in. A leave of absence right before he resigned, but then she came back when he resigned. Yeah. So now that he's back, she goes back to her leave. So that you could say that's perfectly logical and it makes sense. But most people are saying Vince came in. She doesn't want to work with Vince. She left. Yeah. How, what do you think, Larry? Do you think there's a I, I, fighting? I would imagine he she, maybe there's hostility. Oh, you cheated on mom. Everybody knows. No, that's true. That's everything. true. Yeah, Anyways. that is an angle that a lot of people don't really. Yeah, she could be yeah, upset about that. You know? We're thinking of it just from a business perspective, but yeah, there is that family issue there. <laughs> she he did cheat on his her mother repeatedly for many yeah. years, and then pay it off. Um. So yeah, Vince is in charge now, and now they want to sell because he says he came back. He's not in charge of creative. They just released today again. They had a meeting before SmackDown. They had a big meeting with all the talent, and they reiterated to everybody that Triple H is in charge. He has call on creative. That uh, Vince and he, he can talk to Vince about things, but he has the final call, not Vince. So they're going to keep going with the creative they have established. Everyone just keep with the plan. Vince only came back to to Shepard to explore whether they should sell the company, and uh, that's all he's concerned with. He is not involved in creative whatsoever. Do you believe that, Larry? Uh, no, <laughs> I don't believe. I don't believe he wasn't involved with creative when he was stepped down. Well, I, I do believe that because uh, Triple H brought all the guys back. That is true. Yeah, okay. You know? that, yeah, I get that. But I'm sure he was still, like, but, putting his two cents in. But if we see Veer Mahan come back, <laughs> if, we see, <laughs> if we see all these people that Vince loved come back, then we're like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, maybe he is doing something. But, Tuffy, do you, are you willing to take that on their word that Triple H is still in charge of creative? 
he might be today, but I don't think he will be by <laughs> WrestleMania. Probably not by the Royal Rumble in two weeks. Yeah, yeah. There, there is a rumor that Vince is going to appear at the Royal Rumble. That he's going to come out on stage or whatever at the Royal Rumble. So, so we'll see. But um, my best guess is like uh, Vince was politely told he had to leave and actually listened for once, or told if he didn't leave, it was not going to be pleasant. So he leaves, and then he's at home for what, like? four or five months at this point. I don't even know if it's been that long. It might be even less than that. I don't know. I can't remember. Okay. But uh, like his entire life, basically he goes city to city running shows. Like he's at every raw and every SmackDown for the most part. Uh, it, it also has to be killing him that, you know, the ratings are up. People are loving the product. Uh, yeah. Everyone's. But even just like the the restlessness of this guy just being in one place doing nothing all day has to drive him crazy. Uh, again, the rumor was that he got he says he got bad advice to leave that he wanted to just stay around. He thought it would blow over, but he got bad advice from certain people to step down. Yeah. He took that advice, and then when uh, he saw that, oh yeah, it'll blow. Yeah, now he's mad. Corporate lawyers who said if you don't leave, you're going to be made to leave. I, but I think also maybe is that also Stephanie telling him maybe you should step away? Uh, is that Triple H? Is that, uh, Stephanie, yeah. Triple H, and the WWE legal counsel came in and said, Vince, you need to leave voluntarily or you're going to be made to leave and it's not going to go well for you. Because that is probably what would have happened. I'm fired. <laughs> <laughs> but this is fascinating. Uh, watching this all play out. Since it's a publicly traded company, you have all these fiduciary duties to the shareholders and to yeah. spend money and all these things where it's like you're not just going to get like kicked out of control. You're going to be facing SEC investigations and all kinds of stuff if you stay here is the is the like worst possible outcome is probably what they told him. So all right. he begrudgingly goes away. All right. So now he's back. And uh, then on, I think it was Tuesday night. You know, it's late at night this happened. Yeah. I'm, I'm on the Reddit, and every wrestling message board is flooded with WWE sold to Saudi Arabia. Yeah. To the every, every fucking news report said it was sold to Saudi Arabia. Done deal. It's agreed in principle. They're just ironing things out. The Saudis now own WWE. And people yeah. were losing their fucking minds on the Internet. Just, ah, uh, WWE's dead. It's over. Larry, were you aware of all this was happening? I when I woke up the next morning, I saw Twitter trending with that, and I was like, "What the fuck's going on?" I didn't. Once again, I don't know. I don't know if it's a work or not. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's not a work. It's real life. Okay. It's not but a work these, wrestling sense. It might be a work in the corporate sense of Vince was thinking about doing this, so maybe he leaked it just to see what the reaction would be. The reaction was not good. It was not good. Yes. No. So, people uh, were pretty mad. Yes. And so then, uh, of course, the real journalists came out the next morning saying, no, this is not true. None of this is true. And uh, but the wrestling journalists all bought it hook, hook, line and sinker. And we're talking like it's a done deal. But so now there's uh, in the subsequent days, there's been a couple other things like WWE's. Uh, I think they got JP Morgan now to help them explore selling it or whatever. They teamed with them or and then Disney. Uh, oh, no. the, yeah. Disney's probably going to be the one. Right. Do you think Disney buys them? Either Disney or NBC Universal, I would think, are the two main. Yeah. NBC Good. seems like the logical one since they already have them on Peacock and shit. Yeah. But uh, Disney, what about Disney theme parks with WWE theme parks, Larry? 
We could go. Yeah. No, under, Larry, you could go in Undertaker's Last Ride. You oh, can wait nice. in line for like 40 minutes <laughs> while you go. Oh, no. You just walk. You just walk. Like, just waiting in line is, that's the ride. Like, oh, that's what it's like to walk to the ring. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. Hey, that's a good top 11 list. WWE theme park rides. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. But, uh, why, why the, why hell bent to sell? Cause, uh, yeah. he, yeah, go ahead, Tuffy. Yeah, the TV rights expire next year sometime, so their choice is to either start negotiating the TV rights now or just sell the company because Vince doesn't know what the TV rights are worth or what they're going to get out of it, whereas every streaming platform is buying properties and just integrating them at this point. So instead of bargaining with NBC about what they're going to pay him to broadcast WWE, just sell the whole entity over, and it's NBC's problem then. Oh, I see. Yeah, like yeah, now is like the time they got to decide. So they're still not sure they're get, definitely going to sell, but now is the time they want to explore it to see yeah. uh, what they can do. And I guess it's evaluated. They're evaluating at eight point five billion dollars. That's what they want to get for it. Eight point five billion dollars. Yeah. So we'll see. But, Two Star Wars just for the WWE. <laughs> now. When something like that happens, does that void contracts of people like to the no. extent where like where nope. they can say, hey, listen, I didn't sign up to work for the Saudi Arabians. No, like you're no, okay. still now if uh, if like because people are saying Sami Zayn because he's been outspoken against he doesn't work the Saudi shows and he doesn't want. So like, well, Sami Zayn will probably just quit. Uh, yeah, he, I mean, he has that option, but they would just say like, well, all right, well, the, you're here till your contract runs out, or they'd have to come to an agreement, you know. Yeah, no more women's division or anything. Yeah, people are just ridiculous. Yeah, because if the Saudis bought it, they would move everything to Saudi Arabia, and <laughs> and everything would be no. It would just keep operating like normal. Do you know how many things the Saudis own that people use every day? Yeah, and they just everything. The, the Saudis own Twitter for many, 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 many years. No one gave a fuck. The government. But, um, then Elon Musk buys it. They lose their fucking minds. But they own a Premier League soccer team. Newcastle United is owned by Saudi Arabia. But they have money in everything. So uh, people pick and choose when they want to be all virtue signaling and whatnot. But, you know, whatever. It would still run just as normal, you know. But, yeah, whatever. Anyway. Um, so we'll see. I, yeah, kind of, if they, if they go anywhere, I'd kind of like to see. I don't know. Is Disney any better than the Saudis, really? Disney's a oh. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> They're, everybody's horrible. Everyone's a, every corporation's a shade of horrible, you know? Hey, hey, what about if we pull our money? Tuffy's, if he doesn't spend on WWE champions, and if I only eat, if I only eat like maybe one box of frozen waffles uh, every week, uh, maybe we can pull our money together and buy WWE. We got at least a couple hundred bucks between us. Well, we could get Kevin (laughs) Owens. Yeah. So that'd be good. Um, so there's your WWE update. Hopefully it's still around. Cause man, uh, it's interesting. It could, uh, what if, do you think it ever goes out of business? No, right. It's too big no. to fail, right? It's too big to fail. Yeah. Just, uh, there's just too many other things like, nah, it's not going away. Uh, although there are rumored, uh, Tony Khan was saying he's exploring buying WWE. Okay. Tony. From there AEW. is. And the other Khan would sell it yeah. to them. 
Yeah, if Tony's daddy bought WWE, WWE would cease to exist within like two weeks. It would go out of business because they're a bunch of fuck-ups. They don't know what the hell they're doing. I would quit watching wrestling entirely if those idiots bought it. But, um, yeah, I mean, I feel like if Disney or NBC bought it, Triple H would, assuming he is still left in charge of creative up to the sale, I think he would just keep in charge of all that. Yeah, yeah. But kind of like when UFC sold and Dana White stayed on to run it, you know? Yeah. You know? Did you see a video of him smacking his wife? <laughs> yes, I did. That's another thing. Dana White? Well, Dana White's a scumbag. Everyone knows he's, knows he's a scumbag, but he's he's kind of like the kingpin in uh, you know Marvel terms. Uh, he runs everything. But uh, yeah, people were defending him, saying, "Well, she hit him first. Well, so? you can't just smack your wife. Just turn mm. around. You know, just be hit wife." And hey, I only got a limb. He he says he said repeatedly. That's the first time it ever happened. Okay, yeah, yeah. the first <laughs> time that marriage. I'm sure she's smacking the shit out of him, and he's smacking the shit out of her. Uh, if the first time you slap each other is on a New Year's Eve at a bar in front of a camera, what are the odds? <laughs> yeah, the exactly. Odds that, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that ain't the first time. He seemed real comfortable just slapping her. You know yeah. what I mean? It just and then he went back a couple times, and he may have even kicked her. Like, when she's on the ground, you can't tell because the video is so bad. Uh, but it's like no one seems to care, Larry. Uh, UFC, did, he didn't get fired. He didn't do anything. He, business Nothing. as usual. No, you do whatever no you cares. want. If you got money in this country, you do whatever the fuck you want. Uh, you yeah. thought, I, I thought, wow, he's going to get fired. Nope. Nothing happened. No arrest. No nothing. Oh, well. well, she would have to press charges for it, and she said she. I don't think it. so. I, I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, oh, domestic. domestic. Oh, yeah, domestic violence. I guess technically, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because there's a video of it. Yeah, there's proof. There's evidence and stuff. Well, I, I guess it depends on where they were actually in Cabo or something. So that would be like legal. Like. Oh, I thought that was Vegas. No, no, it was in Cabo. So I'm guessing their laws are. Different. Oh yeah, you could beat the shit out of her there. Yeah. <laughs> cool, but. Cool, cool. <laughs> yeah, it was shocking to watch, and just like no one cares. Nope. Right. Do what you want. So I guess every UFC fighter now has freedom to just smack the shit out of ladies, right? Because Whatever you I, want, man. My boss did it. At least from Dana White. He wasn't firing anybody for that. No. It is fascinating. <laughs> so there you go. All right. Well, I think we talked about everything we needed to talk about, right? Yeah, I had one other uh, TV show that I watched Ooh, real quick. Right. I got a couple more. Oh, I thought you were done. All right. Ooh, I only did one. Oh. Right. I watched uh, The Outlaws on Amazon Prime. Don't know that. that. Stars Stephen Merchant and Christopher Walken and a Pass. cast of other actors. I'm out. Yeah. Like a thriller, I think they describe it as. So they're they all describe doing. Describe it as. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're all doing community service. And uh, one of the people like lives in the um, the estate over there. What would we call it? Um, the welfare housing, basically. And he's doing service for a drug dealer, and then has to do a robbery for the drug dealer, and gets a big bag of money that he hides in the building. They're all doing their community service, and then the other people find it and spend it, and kind of how they uh, resolve the issue of the drug dealers want their money back throughout the series. So. It's pretty fun. I liked it. Does Christopher Walken dance? He does not. Uh, he yeah. might at one point, but not much. Huh. 
Does he still talk? You know, like, you know, does he still do all that, or is he British? Nope, he is an American. Okay. He does not do a British accent. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty fun. You know, it's not Ricky Gervais, Mike Dell, so you don't have to dismiss <laughs> it out of hand. I like Even Ricky Gervais. But, uh, uh, some of them, yeah. He did monkey news. He's a, he's a hero in my yeah. eyes. Uh, all right, that's Outlaws. Uh, Larry. Oh. 12 one-hour episodes, so it's not super long to watch the whole thing. That's 12 more hours than I wanted to watch it, but uh, all right. Uh, I also uh, started listening to The Whistler on YouTube. Hey, like yeah. How about yeah. it? What hey, is Larry, that? It's an old-time radio show from the 40s. Yeah, like a 40s, 50s radio show? Yeah, it was on a very long time. And uh, I've been watching it. I've been listening to it when I fall asleep at night uh, for the last couple of months. And I've been talking about it on the show. I got Jank to listen to it. And now Tuffy listened to it. Uh, so yeah. What do you think? What do you think, Tuffy? It's, uh, you know, there's some better ones, some worse yeah. ones. But they're all pretty good. Yeah. Because, Larry, like on YouTube, there's collections of them. They're like 11 hours long. You can just put them on. The, I had to download a, an add-on to my Google Chrome to close the tab after like an hour when I went to bed. Otherwise, <laughs> wake up and things still playing. <laughs> but Larry, it's uh, the whist. I'm the whistler. He walk. He walks by night. He knows what people do. These bad things in the uh, in their hearts, you know. So each story, it's kind of like Alfred Hitchcock presents. They're a little half hour, and uh, somebody murders somebody, and mm-hmm. then uh, he thinks he's going to get away with it. But in the end, there's always a twist, and they get caught, you know. And throughout the episode, the whistler narrates every once in a while, and he always always like poking fun at the the guy, the killer. He's taking little jabs at him and stuff. It's not always yeah. necessarily, is it? <laughs> if I like when he makes fun of him. Though. It's, uh, yeah. Occasionally he does it. But uh, you should give it a whirl, Larry. It's great. Twilight zone kind of, you know, twisting things where the reason things fall apart is not the thing they planned on. And, you know, it's it's not bad. All right. I'll write it down. The Whistler. Oh, the Whistler. Yeah, we talked about it. Remember Pat and I did our top 11 old-time radio shows? Pat Novak, we were talking about it. Yeah. I, I mentioned The Whistler. I think it was on, it was like around six or so on my list. But I really got into it recently, just listening to all of them. Hmm. Only yeah. like 80 Five, years later. Gasoline, though. <laughs> Signal. Yeah, 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 Larry, it's, every episode is sponsored by Signal Gas and uh, Gasoline. And uh, there's a commercial they did. They said, uh, this year you're going to spend $100 on gas. Don't you think that's a decision that you should put more thought into? <laughs> and I'm like, wow, well, what this a nice time is... that was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, year. $100. So anyway, yeah, the Whistler. Ah, I'm proud of you, Tuffy. Now we got to get Tuffy yeah. to watch Columbo, and he'll yeah. be like my son. i got to watch Twin Peaks, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, he still hasn't watched Twin Peaks, that son of a bitch. One of these days. You should watch that. Oh, hey, you know another movie Cisco and Eber both didn't like? Blue Velvet by really? David Lynch. They're both thumbs down on Blue Velvet. Huh. Tuffy, you see that? No. Me neither. Uh, all right, Larry, what else did you watch? Um, I watched Shorzy. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, Shorzy. Shorzy. I I never watched Shorzy. You think that would be my ideal thing, Letterkenny and mostly hockey? But I did yeah. not watch. It. Yeah. And I canceled Hulu. Oh, you didn't see it either, Tuffy. No, I saw it. Did you like it? Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah. I thought it was pretty I great too. It. Yeah, it's it's not exactly like it's. It's not as funny as Letterkenny. And no, there's actually a plot to follow. There is. is. There's something, yeah, yes, there is, yeah, I do like that. There's a continuous plot going on. Um, the secondary characters aren't as funny either, but, like, yeah. they're 
very they're all good though like sanguinette yeah I, I i love that dude i think he's hilarious in that show um that whole first episode where no matter what he says shorty just shut the fuck up sanguinette and he just <laughs> says that over and over and over again and then right at the very end he says sanguinette give your balls a tug and like it's just fucking hilarious the way he says, <laughs> maybe, maybe not, i should I should give it a whirl. I think I still have Hulu for like two weeks or something. Oh, dollars. dude, yeah. I really liked it. I don't know. It's it's just about like he he like they're on that dog shit hockey team or whatever whale shit yep. class A no show whatever the fuck they call it and basically they suck. So uh, Shorzy recruits all these guys to come in because the the owner wants to fold the team and he promises her like we'll never lose again. If I bring these guys in, he just brings all these tough guys in and it, 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 it's so, fun. It's, it's a slap shot, basically. Kind of, a little bit, but, yeah, but good. Like it's. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? But you know, Tuffy, I don't know. Do you remember the girl Z? Uh, like when like, when they're in the when when like the you know there's like the owner and her two lackeys. Yeah, she's always the lackey on the right. Okay. Yeah. Big fan. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, there's a couple <laughs> of nice ladies in that show for sure. Yes, no doubt. Yeah, Shorzy, big thumbs up for Shorzy. I, I really liked it. Um, is, is her what's her name? Z. Yeah, it's like Blair? it's longer than that. Like yeah, Zig, Z I I G, Zig. Yeah, yeah, Zigin or something like that. But they just call her Z. Yeah, she looks like Maya Yim a little bit. A little, yeah. She's like well, she's like a native. But when you see her in the show, like she has a nice smile yeah. and she has nice eyes. But anyways, um, here's a question because I I haven't seen the newest seasons of Letterkenny yet. I, I think I missed yeah. the last couple, so I'm going back and I'm watching the old ones over again just to get back there. Eventually, I'll get to it. But here's a question I have: Do you know when they say like something about hey, who brought the Billet Sisters or whatever they say? Yeah, yeah. What, what does that mean? A billet is uh, when hockey players, young hockey players, get drafted to the junior team. They move away from home, so they stay with a billet family. They uh, they're like their adoptive son. They take them in and let them live there while they play hockey. It's, it's a billet. It's just a term for like a house where you stay. He's oh. from army and stuff. Yeah, billet. All right. Okay. I, I so his billet sisters, not his real sisters, but the the family. They would be the daughters of the family he's staying with. His I get sisters. it. All right. So who brought the billet sisters? Okay. That makes total sense. Now, I never got that term. I was like, well, maybe it's just Canadian and I'm not yeah. getting it. <laughs> yeah. All right. I never heard the term billet. Yep. Um, brought the rocket. Yeah. yeah I, I've, I haven't watched the last few letter seasons with Letter Kenny either. I just got burned out on that show. Um, the same jokes over and over. <laughs> I had to step yeah. away. But after I haven't watched it in a long time, Especially season, like, I think I'm in season four now, but season three was really goddamn funny. I don't even remember I, why I like that one as much. I think in general, uh, just in TV shows in general, if you look at their histories, usually their third season is where they peak. Like, that's uh, always, it seems to be like when they find their stride, and then, you know. It's still great, though. I still love it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm still very fond of it, but every once in a while you got to take a break. And I yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah I, I took a break, too. It's been a year or so since I watched it. So, um, 
I heard Tuffy mention it earlier, but I watched Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah that I, didn't, I didn't want to watch it because uh, I heard it, Tuffy said it's sad. Uh, with, uh, Jane Foster it dies is, or whatever. I didn't want to watch uh, it. Yeah, she gets cancer. Yeah, that's yeah, kind of the whole point of the movie. I don't need to watch that. I get that, but it's kind of, it's not quite Ragnarok, but it's in that vein. It's fun like that. Yeah. It's a good time. There's a lot of Guns N' Roses in it. Pass. <laughs> I love Guns N' Roses. I will say this, having uh, rewatched Thor Love and Thunder, is everybody's pressing Thor to go grab that Jamie Alexander and forget Natalie Portman, and uh, they're right. You know, that's what he should have done. Uh, well, listen, uh, Jimmy Alexander's smoking hot, Lady Sif, uh, but uh, I'm a big fan of Natalie Portman, so that is a tough call. But if I had to go one way or the other, I have to go to Natalie Portman. I think. I'm, I, I'm kind of sa- I've soured on Natalie Portman. Uh, why? Because of what she does off screen or? No, no, no. Just kind of more of like, I don't know. I know it's so terrible to say, but like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just, I find her to be snooty. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. It, it, like I said, there's no wrong answer there, but I just always... uh the right answer when it's Jamie Alexander. <laughs> <clears throat> Tuffy, did you ever watch that show she was on on TV uh, where she had all the tattoos all over her body and shit? Uh, I did not. Uh, oh, Memento TV show. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Memento the TV show. <laughs> I know who you're talking about now, yeah. That show. I can't remember the name of that show. Tattoos. Uh, yeah, I can't remember what it's called either. Yeah. But I like her, you know. So, Tuffy, what what do you give Love and Thunder on a one to ten? Uh, it's like an eight or a nine, I would say. Yeah, I'd say an eight. I'd give it a solid eight. I liked it. Hey, uh, Ebert gave the, the original Thor thumbs down. Oh hell yeah! And. Thor, Thor the Dark World, I wish I had more hands so I could give it more thumbs down. <laughs> that movie was bad. Yeah, that is, it wasn't enjoyable at all. And uh, But it's pretty crazy how they made that those two movies. Uh, I didn't mind the first. I thought the first one was okay. It wasn't great or anything, but it was okay. Uh, the second one, eh. And then the third one was so great. Oh, so good. Yeah. The Hulk's great uh, in that movie. Valkyrie's great in that movie. Show. They Hella. made 100 episodes of that show. Of what episode? What show? Blind Spot, the show with all the tattoos. Oh, Blind Spot, yeah. One hundred episodes? Yeah. And those are hour long episodes too. It's not like half hour deals. I would have guessed like thirteen, like half yeah. a I would have thought. Like think of that. Out one hundred hours of television. Like they made fifty movies with that person. You know what I mean? That's the crazy. Yeah. And you can't even remember the name of it. Yeah. <laughs> huh. I mean, uh, having rewatched Thor's one and two, um, the Iron Man movies aren't as good uh, as I thought. I will say, yeah, yeah. The the first one was solid, but I didn't think the villain was that interesting. Uh, no. the, the, se- the second one, uh, Scarlett Somebody, Johansson was cool. But, uh, well, was that Tuffy? Yeah, where you had the second one, you had the fake Mandarin, which he was the no, only good no, part. No, of the no, movie. that's the third one. That's the third one. That's the that's third one. Third one? Second oh, one with Mickey Rourke and Whiplash. And Scarlett uh, Johansson shows up. As and uh, Sam Rockwell eating up the scenery. Yeah. But, um, so, I mean, that was okay. It was enjoyable. But the third, I didn't like the third yeah. one much at all. I don't, I don't, I watched that just a couple weeks ago, and I was like, yeah, it's not, it's, it's not as bad as I remember, but it's not good. It's better yeah. than the second one. The second one's dog shit. I hate that one. 
I think Iron Man, his best moments all came in the Avengers movies. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and Thor 2, uh, all, that, that movie just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> Bore 2. <laughs> so, there you go. <clears throat> all right, uh, Larry, anything else that you've been watching? Yes. Let's talk about this. I don't know if Tuffy's watched this. I, this is, this movie here is, I, I love, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse Madness <laughs> movie or whatever the fuck that's called. You loved it. I, I thought you like if said if someone would have said, "Hey, do you think Larry?" I would have said, "No, there's no way he likes that movie. There's no way." <laughs> if I'm ranking my, it's definitely in my top like three Marvel movies at this. What? Point. I <laughs> love Tuffy. Did you see Doctor Strange? I did watch that. Um, it was good. I, I don't know if it's it. top three. It's just something about it. It's just kind of trippy, and it's yeah. fun, and it's different. I'm just looking for different, and it's definitely different. It's is that on Disney Plus right now? Is that available? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, then I'll, maybe t- maybe tonight I'll watch uh, that so I can. Oh, you will not like it. Yeah. <laughs> I- I'm going to tell you that now. I-, I would guess if I had to guess, I would say the more you know about the comic books, the less you will like that. Probably. Right. I know nothing. Yeah. Just yeah. from like because Jank's review, like Jank and I, when he did the review, I'm like, what? Why are they yeah. doing that? You shouldn't be doing that. Why is that? And and Jank didn't like it either because of the. They they strike you far from the comics. Comic books don't exist, Mike Dell, and these are just all new characters for you. Yeah, uh, I, and I also didn't like that they killed my beloved Haley Atwell. Doesn't she die in that somehow? Like an, an uh, alternate yeah, version? Of in that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, love she's Haley. Died four times in the Marvel universe. At this point. <laughs> <That is> yeah, <laughs> she dies at almost every movie. Oh, she dies. Her soldier, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but man, it's just five year old lady with dementia in bed when he yeah. goes to visit that. Yeah, as old age. Yeah, she dies of old age. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just I had a good time with that movie. Sam Raimi directed, and it's it's just fun. I don't know. So it's just he, Scarlet Witch is pretty awesome, and you're yeah, gonna yeah. hate it. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> you're gonna hate it. But I love it because it's just it's so out there and bizarre. It's kind of like Ragnarok. Yeah. It's like it's so different than what you're used to watching, and I, that's what I love about it. Did you like the first Doctor Strange, Larry? I can't. Remember. Not. I don't love it. So it's okay. fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's, it's not great. It's not bad. It's no. Fine. But this one's silly and it's funny and Wong's pretty good in it. Like he's not in it a ton, but he's in hey, it. Hey, how about Wong on Marvel Snap? There, Larry. You like that I love Wong? It. Yeah, I like Wong. Yeah, he's good on there. Yeah, I love him. He's better than Doctor Strange on there. Uh yeah, he's definitely. I mean, better. well, he is yeah. the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, but but Doctor Strange was the first Sorcerer Supreme. So well, he's not anymore. And Wong lets him know that in. Uh, this Doctor Strange movie a couple times. But yeah, it's a good time. Right. I give it like a, I give it, I, I, I I'm going to say a 10 out of 10. What? Yeah. <laughs> a 10 I out of 10? It's not really a 10 out of 10, but for me, uh, it's, it's right up there with Ragnarok and The Winter good. Soldier. That's not as good as The Winter Soldier. That might be the best one. That is very good. Winter Soldier is very I good. just mean as far as my personal choices, like right. Uh, I yeah. like the fir- uh, the first uh, Endgame. The first part of Endgame is good. I watched that earlier, and now I'm watching the other one. Yeah, the second part. It's I don't I don't like a lot of it. I, I don't mean, like it's better. It. It's better than I remember. But that whole five year thing is just I can't get around. I can't get my head around it. It just makes no sense. The whole I like the first half better. 
Yes, the first half is way better. Yeah, I like it better. Okay, the last thing we got to talk about real quick, (laughs) anyways, is um, I watched Christmas Story too, or oh yeah, Christmas. Just a couple weeks ago, I watched Christmas Story, Christmas, and Christmas Story Two. Yeah, not Christmas Story Two, a Christmas Story Christmas, the new continuation, if you will. Yeah, I watched that. Yeah, Jake did his review on here a couple uh, months ago, whenever it came out. Um, he did not like or he said it was okay, right? What did he say? I did a review of it, like, a month ago. I don't know if Jank had watched it yet. Oh, oh, I thought Jank did it. He, he did. did watch it when it came out, and I did a review of it and forgot that he had watched it. I can't remember. You, but if I recall, Tuffy, you said then it, it was okay, right? You, you thought it was okay? Uh, like, the end of it is okay but the first like i don't know 50 minutes of it is not very good mm. okay so larry yeah. what's your saying okay so like hey <laughs> uh, what we should just say for people who don't know larry is a a christmas story scholar he yeah. loves the christmas story yeah. it's love... his most favorite movie of all time right no but it, it was at one point in my life it's yeah. not anymore but it's still right up there yes what what passed it up is this breaking news do we need no. to make an announcement no yeah. no no we've talked the shining it's is not, always going to be my oh, favorite the shining. okay all right but christmas story's up there you know it's it's not quite it's not doctor strange but um <laughs> sleepaway camp <laughs> yeah that would be up there yeah if it if it had jean shorts it would be better but all right <laughs> Um. Anyways, what the fuck? I lost my train of thought. Oh, I'm sorry. I keep. Oh, Christmas story Christmas. too. It's uh, you know, I. It, it's it's sad. I cried hard in that movie <laughs> twice, and I'm like, <laughs> this isn't what I really want for my Christmas story. Like, yeah. It's, because that's what we were saying. Because we tied it back to Clerks Three. Because it's like this is sound, sounds like the exact same plot as Clerks Three. Like yeah. someone dies, and then he writes the book in tribute. Because in Clerks Three, he makes the movie in tribute, and it's like the same thing. Yeah. Right. It. it yeah. Yes. It, it's like it's 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 funny at times, and I don't hate it, but I got a couple issues with it. Like one, all the. The people that the original movie, like, they're kind of just, like, cameos for the most part. Like, why not spend the whole movie with Flick and Schwartz and the bully and that sort of thing, as opposed to them just... I understand you got to establish that Ralphie's a family guy and all that. Makes sense. Like, he's not going to be friends with Scott Farkas. No, not be friends, but at least have interactions or something. Like, let's rekindle something and... I don't know. yeah. But, the other thing that made no sense to me in this movie was this overlying theme that he kept saying how much the old man loved Christmas and how important this <laughs> was to him and stuff. Because I, at no point in a Christmas story do I ever yeah. get the impression the old man <laughs> is into Christmas. The old man loves I, three things in that movie. He loves haggling prices, he loves turkey, and he loves his leg lamp. I don't even yeah. think he loves his family. I definitely don't think he loves Christmas. But they keep yeah. saying that. I never got the impression that, that he loves Christmas. Because he's the one, uh, you know, working to put the lights on the tree. He's very excited to, you know, get the plugs all lined up right, to get the mm. tree lit up and put the star on. And even, like, Christmas morning, uh, you know, like, the old man went out and bought the BB gun and hid it away without the mom even knowing. 
Yeah, I get that, but that's only because that's like the only person in the movie he doesn't tell he wants the BB gun to. But I think that's like you see that the old man does love Christmas and wants it to be special for Ralphie and, oh. you know. Yeah, I guess I never, I, I guess I didn't really think about it, like I, with him like humming and licking the light bulbs and he's putting them in the sockets and shit. Yeah. I oh. I always kind of saw it as the, the old man always wanted everything to be exactly his way. Yeah. And like more than a, a love for Christmas, but he just wanted to make sure everything was done right and proper. And if we're going to have Christmas, it has to be done this way. Yeah, like, like this. This is my job as a husband, so I'm going yes. to. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but I didn't know, like, if he had a real love of Christmas. But, uh. Yeah, because I never hear him say, I can't wait. He can't wait to eat. I know that. Sons but of I don't know. Offices. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I, I have mixed feelings about the second one. Like I said, it's kind of hey, sad. There's a lot of dumb stuff in there. But on the whole, I think it's okay. Is what I would say. Like, yeah, it's, it's okay. It's very stupid. Um, isn't Ralphie's wife Foxy? Isn't she that lady from yeah. uh, that Kevin James show, Kevin Can Wait or whatever? Oh, is that something? is that her? You know, fuck himself, yeah. something. I don't know. Yeah, there were several. I remember laughing several times, like genuinely, like that was very funny type of things. But yeah, not a ton. I'd give it like a six. Yeah, that's about right. It's just weird. It's weird. It's it's uneven for me. It's sad. It's it's just yeah. sad for a Christmas movie. And yeah, I don't six of it make no sense that like Ralphie lives in Chicago. His parents are in Northwest Indiana. I can tell you that's like a forty-five minute drive away, and he has not been <laughs> home in like ten years or something. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, yeah. You could do that yeah. in a day, no problem. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. I mean, the stuff with the neighbor, it's all kind of stupid. Yeah, Larry. Larry lives forty five minutes away from me. I haven't seen him in ten years. That's Same true. Thing. It's probably been more than that. Yeah. I know. Uh, Penguins won the cup. Two thousand. Ah, uh, that's right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, hey, yeah, uh, like casserole stuff is stupid. There's a lot of dumb stuff in the movie. Um, but it it comes out okay in the end. Yeah, it does. Everything works out. It's it's uh, it, it's okay. I could. I just think if you're making a, a if, if you're making a sequel to a Christmas Story, a beloved holiday classic, where when you left the Christmas Story, you felt wonderful. You know, it felt great about the world. Everything's great. Yeah. I, you don't want to make people sad. You know, you want to make them. Sad. No, I don't want to be sad. I was very sad. I really was sad. I I, I, I can. How would, I, how would you have uh, approached the writing the screenplay, Larry? Because I, I think. I would try and do it, put it maybe, uh, I don't know, some sort of spin on it, like the same kind of thing. You want it to be similar to the first one, but different. So right. maybe like the kids are not excited about Christmas, but he, Ralphie, is very excited about Christmas. That's and he's a good trying, idea. He's trying to get them to love Christmas. They don't. They don't give a damn. But then by the end, of course, they do. Right. That's kind of the premise of grown-ups minus the Christmas, but... His kids yeah, don't never, give a fuck, and Sam never, never seen grown-ups. Yeah, it's, it's good. Two's better, but, yeah, I like this movie. Um, <laughs> Wait, there was this? a grown-ups, too? Is that what you said? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, two is, I think two's funnier than one. <laughs> two's got Stone Cold Steve Austin in it. 
I've never seen either of them, but I can't imagine either is really that funny. <laughs> they are pretty. I mean, if you like Sandler movies, I mean, they're they're yeah. good Sandler movies. I guess if you want to watch Adam Sandler and Kevin James and David Spade and Rob Schneider, there's there's yes. some. That's it. Yeah, if you like that group and that stupid shit, then it's a fun one. I don't know. I like Sandler. I love Sandler. Yeah, we know. Love Adam Sandler and Kevin James. What are you doing? Is is he doing anything these days, Kevin James? I don't know. I think he's getting fatter. I don't know. (laughs) Um. All right. Well, uh, Larry, you watched a lot of stuff. Anything else? Uh, not really. I just did. did, uh, Tuffy, I know. Did Did you watch? Um, Nope. Have you Have you seen Nope? I have not. No. Uh, my uh, my buddy John Fortunato watched Nope. Did he like it? Uh he he's he loves aliens and stuff, but uh, he said uh, he didn't really like it that much. He said it was okay, but it wasn't anything great. Yeah, it's it's not bad. I I, I don't know. Jordan but, Peele's okay. But I was kind of pissed off because he told me at the beginning of the movie, uh, or something, kill a monkey, right? Because uh, there's a monkey attack or something. Am uh, I thinking of the right movie? Like the monk- kid. Uh, there is a monkey. I don't. I don't remember. There's a monkey that attacks people. I know yeah, that. But I think it's implied they have to put the monkey down. You know? Yeah, something with a shoe that doesn't fall down during the monkey attack or something. It's something to do with something. What? I, I will not. I do not like movies that uh, spread anti-monkey propaganda. <laughs> All right. Isn't there like a monkey attack during a kid show or something? Isn't that like part yeah. of? That? Yeah, I do yeah. kind of remember that, but that's like so not a part of anything really yeah it's all about like this that alien thing and it, that well, thing's pretty cool i don't know you can't just what? throw an anti-monkey propaganda and expect me to overlook it like that's what <laughs> anti-monkey, that's, that's pro-monkey the monkey's not going to be a slave <laughs> to the man i guess it's kind of yeah. but, but yeah. like so the alien what's the big reveal that nope is uh some sort of space monkey or what what's going on there yeah it's like you think it's like this ufo up in space but it turns out like it, it's actually the alien and it just like it sucks everything up into this big hole and shoots out all the parts it doesn't want and it just kills everybody at the end <laughs> all right yeah it's pretty good <laughs> it, i don't know it's just it's not a great movie in that sense. It's a good sense. It's, it's a very well shot movie. Like it's very visually nice to look at with like the high def and a lot of like beautiful skyline mountains, but then this big creature <laughs> floating around it. it it's kind of like, it's nice to look at. It's not, it, it's okay. Like I think Jordan Peele's kind of overrated in everything he's made outside of like key and Peele. I think he's very funny. <laughs> but, like, they're like, Oh, he's this horror master. He's like the next Hitchcock. And it's yeah. like, He's not any of that. What was the first one he did? Get Out. Get Out. I yeah. really enjoyed that up until the ending. I thought the ending was completely stupid. That was, once again, that's just social satire wrapped up as a thriller or whatever. It it, it was fine, whatever. I think every, like, the Twilight Zone's kind of overrated. That, uh, what was the other one that everybody was all, uh, you know, the... It, us or them? Or yeah, whatever. they're underground yeah. or everything. There's like an underground city or something. Us? Is that what that was? No, no, it was like the one where they had the doppelgangers. Yeah, but weren't they underground or something? I don't think so. I thought that's where all the doppelgangers were hanging out underground. Mm. Um, I don't remember. It was boring. Anyways, that's a. I got nothing else. 
Let me ask you this, Larry. You got the HBO. Did you ever watch The White Lotus? No. Is that any good? I think it's great. Jank hates it. Yeah. Well, tell well, me what won't. it's about. Like, I saw it's got, like, Christopher Maltesante in it and Stifler's mom. It's not really about anything. Is it a comedy? Is it a drama? Is it both? Is it tits? <laughs> I would say it's like a dark comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's funny, but it's not like a uh, joke funny. Okay. But what, what is it? Is it a family? Is it a group of friends? Total uh, strangers. A group of strangers are on a vacation at the same resort and they are, you know, crossing paths with each other. And, uh, both seasons set up at the very start that at the end of the vacation, somebody's dead. And then you go back to the beginning and watch it. It's basically like a day at a time for what everybody's doing. Where, like, season one you have, I think there's a newlywed couple and, like, a family on vacation. And um, Jennifer Coolidge is, like, a crazy old lady on vacation. Uh, so you have different people who are, you know, different... Uh, Parts of their life all kind of intermixing and mingling and how those stories kind of connect together. Okay. Hmm. Like the hotel manager is a big character in the first season and the second season. But there's a murder and you're like finding out who committed this murder as the season goes on? Uh, yeah. Okay. Finding out who's dead and who killed them because you don't know who's dead. Oh. You just right. he's dead. Now, are the same, like, is, is Michael Imperioli in both seasons? Is Jennifer Coolidge yeah, in both seasons? Too. Jennifer Coolidge is the only character, actor, either, that's in both seasons. Oh, okay. All but right. So does have Sidney Sweeney. There's no Michael Imperioli, Imperioli but there is uh, Sidney Sweeney. Yeah. Wouldn't, Michael Imperioli's not <laughs> in that show? He's in season two. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. And season one has nothing to do with season two, other than they take place at the same resort or whatever. Yeah, like the uh, the resorts are both uh, part of the same, you know, corporate White Lotus resort system or whatever. Okay. Huh. All right. For Coolidge, her character in season two is the same character that was in season one. I got you. All right. What about, have you watched Succession? No, I have not watched that. Because, uh, you know, our buddy Lance, he, he says it's it's great. But It sounds like that. everyone sure. says it's exactly like WWE, right? Like with the power struggle yeah. for... Well, that's what he said, too. He's like, that's what's happening right now. Like a real-life Succession going on in the WWE. Yeah. But I never watched it. Yeah. You watch House of the Dragon, new Game of Thrones show? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I took extensive notes. That's a sarcastic. Yeah. Yeah, that's... <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah. I don't like it. Well, uh, what about the rehearsal? Was that on HBO or was that? Yeah, that was on HBO. Did you watch the rehearsal there? I don't, I don't know what that is. No, I didn't watch that. Oh, it's maybe the greatest show ever. Really? What is it? Uh, Nathan Fielder from Nathan for you, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Like, he 
trains people for some sort of weird scenario each week. Yeah, the premise is, you know, they have some life event that they're going to go through and they want to be ready for it. So he uh, sets up a rehearsal for them. And then the show just, because it's Nathan Fielder, just goes off the rails in the craziest ways possible. Now, these are real people with a real issue? Unclear. That's how it's presented. I've had significant discussions with a friend of mine of, is any of it actually real? (laughs) Because the scenarios and situations he puts people in, it seems like a real person would go, what the fuck are you talking about? But uh, like, Give me know, an example. You know, the, what happens? Give me one example of a situation that he sets up. So the, the first episode, because the first episode is a little different from everything that comes after it. The first episode, there's a guy who is part of like a pub trivia team. And when he first joined the team, <laughs> he mistakenly let them believe that he has a master's degree, but he does not have a master's degree. So he wants to tell them he doesn't have a master's degree. Okay. So Nathan Fielder uh, goes to meet with him and explains the process to him and then explains that the reason he did so well in his meeting with him is because he had done a rehearsal of the meeting where he built an exact replica of his apartment because there were there were like uh, workers there to fix like his stove or something the week before. But actually, there were people from his show getting like a 3D map of his apartment so they could perfectly recreate it. So he could practice this meeting over and over and over again until it went absolutely perfectly. And then they build an exact replica of the bar he does his trivia in so he can practice telling an actor who has followed around this other trivia team member to replicate her behaviors. Uh, That's like the first episode is that guy's rehearsal. And then. then, Oh, go ahead. So the second episode, he's like, you think then every episode is going to be another single person rehearsing a thing. But uh, the second episode is a woman who wants to practice like having a child. So he sets that up and then he tries to cast somebody to be her husband, but he ends up taking the role. And then the rest of the season is just like this uh, Russian nesting doll of scenarios. He set up all around that second scenario. And yeah, it's just, an absurd behavior and it's just hilarious in I don't know. The, so in the first episode, like at the end, does the guy confront his buddies? Uh yeah. Oh, so you get to see that. Like he he rehearsed it, and now he's gonna go do this. Yes. And they're but like the episode <laughs> the cause um Oh, because the, the, the whole premise of that is Nathan Fielder says, you know, I want you to be relaxed when you do this. Um, so maybe because the guy says if he's doing poor in trivia, there's no way he's going to go through with telling her friend because he's going to be so distracted from doing bad at the trivia. So Nathan Fielder says, well, why don't we just, you know, cheat at the trivia to make sure you do well so you won't be nervous about it. And he's very serious about the integrity of his trivia, oh. that there's no way he could ever cheat. So there's a series of like a vignette of Nathan Fielder found out what the trivia questions were going to be is just explaining all these facts and casual conversation about, oh, did you know King so-and-so of this country when he was 18 years old did this, that, and the other? <laughs> uh, all right. So he does, goes, tells the person they do well in the trivia, it goes fine. And then there's like a post interview with Nathan Fielder and the guy 
who did the rehearsal where Nathan, he's talking to the guy and Nathan Fielder says, I have to tell you something. I told you all the answers to trivia. And then you cut back to the guy and it's the rehearsal guy that Nathan was rehearsing with to practice meeting the guy in the first place. So now your Nathan is doing a rehearsal of telling the guy that he cheated in trivia and they never <laughs> clarified actually told him or not. And that's, that's sort of a good description of the whole show is you don't know what's real. Okay. You don't know if the show itself is real or all actors pretending they're in this premise of a show. Huh. It, uh, all right. Uh, I'm interested in this. This sounds interesting. Interesting and very funny. Is he, are these half hour hours? Uh, I don't know. They might be like 45 minutes or so. Okay. All right. I'll check that out. Yeah, there you go. Rehearsal. All right. Well, I think, uh, Larry, you've been on uh, doing fake radio now for over three hours. Yeah. <laughs> how, you, how do you feel about that? Yeah. It's a, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, we, 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 we lost a good bit of time on that fantasy football. But I like learning new things about DOT fans. I don't. Yeah. What I do you think he does? What do you think he's doing? I feel like doing? I know less. What, what do you yeah. think he's doing to make a living? What, that was very weird, right? Oh. Like, you want to just tell us what he does? I don't know, yeah, but he's I... got a seven-foot-long table covered <laughs> in papers. Yeah, I know. Yeah. What the fuck? It's like an illegal adoption ring or something. Oh, that's what I wanted to ask you, is when Amazon sent you that desk, did they charge you, like, $14 for that because they, they, you paid for chips? They charged me for the chips, yeah. So I went in and I was I was going to return it to him. I'm like, hey, you know, uh, this desk got sent, and they said I had to take it to this place. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, this desk is a big, heavy thing. I'm not taking it. It wasn't like some little box you could just pack up. It was a big, heavy box. I'm not lugging this 30 minutes or wherever day I had to take it. And I'm like, well, fuck this. So I just got the desk. Okay. Because I think there's a law, at least in Pennsylvania, I'm pretty sure, like. If you get something sent to you accidentally by a corporation like that, it's yours. Like, you don't have to send it oh. back to them. Well, Tuffy, you're my attorney, so look into it for me. But I'm yeah, I'm pretty they, sure. Hey, they, they never sent me my chips either, those sons of bitches. So uh, I, I consider it a trade, you know? This That's has to be like chips. four years ago at this point, right? It's been a while. Well, Larry wasn't on the show, though, when it happened, so it's probably like a year, less than two years then, right? No, it's got to be more than two years. But if Larry wasn't on the show... Yeah, I, wow. do, I don't know. <laughs> I yeah, I think it's about two years. All right. Uh, anyway, uh, thanks, Larry. Thanks for coming yeah. on the show. Hell yeah. Now, well, going forward, what do you think? I don't know. You know, like, what about next? What about, like, every other week? <laughs> you know, all right. Maybe every other week we'll work you in. That would right. be good. Here's the other thing I was thinking. Larry, uh, you don't like watching. Maybe the next time you're on. Uh, I know Jank wouldn't mind. I think I'll, I'll clear it with him first. But you've never seen an Andy Sedaris film, have you? I don't believe so. So, Tuffy, I think... Breast or Heart No, he hasn't, he hasn't seen Heart Ticket to Hawaii. He hasn't seen anything. So I think we should probably watch an Andy Sedaris movie, just so Larry has a, a concept of it. Or uh, the other option is, instead of watching bad movies, we could watch one of these good movies that Cisco and Ebert were talking about. You know? Yeah, let's watch a good movie for a change. <laughs> all right, well, maybe. Because I know, I remember when you were Andy Sedarising like, all yeah. your shit on Twitter, and I'm like, what the fuck, man? I'm so glad I don't have to watch these fucking things. <laughs> they look stupid. Well, it's like, uh, they're movies, they're action movies with playmates. 
So you see a lot of naked ladies. It's, it's way better than surf Nazis. But um, yeah, they're so pretty we'll, too. Well, we'll take it. All right, so we'll, we'll plan maybe every other week. We'll check in with you, see how you're doing, if you want. To yeah, play. yeah, we'll figure it out. You yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, uh, you know, because uh, Mike Bell's pushed real hard on this. These movies have to be bad. <laughs> rule. Oh, I know. <laughs> well, you can't make jokes. I don't know if we're going to make a lot of jokes about Nashville if we watch Nashville. You know, like Louis but Tomlin in a slip. Point, right, but. We've reached a level on these bad movies where it's almost more of a chore that we watch them. And then it's like, all right, we got to talk about it for 15 minutes because I watched this fucking piece of shit. And there's nothing. Yeah. Else. Yeah. We have been drying up because I, I last time it was my turn to pick a movie. I was like, oh, what do we do here? Uh, it, yeah. This, the pickings are getting kind of slim. But, uh, yeah. Let's start watching something better. We can pick right. another team, though. There's got to be something. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe we, we thinking, tried this before. Yeah. We were thinking about but, V. Larry, remember the original V? Oh, with Mark Singer? Yeah. Yeah. Beastmaster. Tuffy loves Beastmaster. Oh, with Tanya Roberts and Mark Singer. Yeah. What's V on? I, I think it was on, uh, I saw it was on somewhere. Probably Tubi. Maybe The Cock. Oh. Yeah, that sounds right. I don't know. It's some Rick Flair documentary I got to watch too. Oh yeah, everyone loves Rick Flair now again. Remember, like uh, they were all mad at him there for a while, and now everyone loves Rick Flair now. Yeah, yeah, they're back to loving him. I heard that documentary is pretty good. Yeah, right. hey, we didn't do an NFL preview either, I guess. But what preview? Oh, NFL playoff preview. Playoffs. Yeah, I think playoff. the first round matchups are all pretty obvious, right? Like who the winner's going to be. I mean. Um. Yeah, any, I mean, is there any game where it's like, oh, that might be tricky? I, I don't know. Chargers, Jaguars is close, I guess. Yeah, that might Giants, be. I, I probably one. take the Jags though. I think the Giants beat the Vikings. Yeah. Cowboys, any, Buccaneers, I could be close because the Cowboys have been terrible lately. Any any thoughts on the NFL playoffs, Larry? I don't. I don't. I don't even know who's playing. Uh, the Bengals and Ravens. It's oh, Larry! Larry, I forgot to ask you. I forgot to ask you about your hockey takes. Would you like to give a hockey take? Nope. Haven't watched a game in six years. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. All right. Well, let's get out of here. Thanks for right. coffee. Thanks to a DOT fan. Congratulations on winning the league. Uh, thanks to you, Larry, for coming on and sitting yep. in all this time. And our best to Kevin Jank out there. We're thinking of you, buddy. And uh, until next week. Pass the Machichi, Governor Gabby.
Thank you very much.